one. And we are recording Mr. Reese Tomlin, who directed, produced, created all that good shit. Uh, Infinite Dream uh, documentary, one of the better ones I've seen. Uh, on 9-11 available well i watched it on bit shoot uh, i'm not sure where else it is available in your website and i'll put it in there i believe it's a dream eskimo or dream eskimo or whatever it is but because last one was short and uh i felt like we had a, a decently deep rabbit hole that we could just swan dive down and i i i robbed us of that opportunity by being a uh, a shithead and only having you on for 45 minutes last week um, but real quick, no, that was great. Reese, introduce yourself, man. Tell everybody who you are. Yeah, sa- same guy. Um, same guys last week. A director and podcaster, amongst other things. I mean, that's how people know me. And um, yeah, you can find uh, my latest film, Lockfire, on dreameskimo.com. It's there for stability. And I know that last time I kind of took us down that depression rabbit hole, but if you had... I wanted to give you that uh, opportunity if you had any questions or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I won't rob you of that. So you can you can guide it. <laughs> no, no, man, it's it's not a depression rabbit hole. It's it's the overwhelming reality in front of us. It's uh... well, that's how we view it because I definitely I got some insight into your your persona and you and mine. I'm sure, but uh, most people hear that and it's like. For example, the plebeians out there, they hear these theories for the first time and they start wading into those waters. I think initially, I'm no different. Initially, when I started pursuing it in a serious sense, there was kind of um, an air of existential dread that was about that. Some people can't plow through that because they're not as interested in the truth or the truth about historical events or uh, not being lied to by the system that benefits them so well oftentimes. And uh, some of us are different and and want to know what's actually happening because we think it's relevant or we want to alter the future, perhaps. And so even some people that have already, you know, taken it, they have this willful ignorance or they don't understand just exactly how how varied the power dynamic is. And so they think if they do a couple things correct, they win. And we're kind of shitting on that by being realists. You know, I mean, I'm a realist. But it's we have to understand the situation we're in before you can actually take appropriate action. So, and that's um, that always brings me back to I love Tim Dillon. I talk about him all the time. He's really the only podcast I I listen to. I mean, and he is just he is the black pillar of all black pillars. I just think he's the funniest person alive. But none of this is important. A guy he used to talk about years and years ago, and then he finally interviewed him was um. I can't even remember his name. Nick Bryant, author of the Franklin scandal. And it is a, mm. and he, and it is a, this guy is, this guy is a former BBC reporter, like multiple awards, like 20 year veteran of, I mean, this guy isn't, this guy isn't me screaming in a, in a, in a bedroom. This is like an actual esteemed reporter who wrote the book about child sex trafficking. It's use as political leverage of blackmail of setting up, penthouses in dc with you know two-way mirrors hidden cameras and uh really all of the all of the receipts behind it and um and it seems so overwhelming because some of the names dropped i mean it's like hw bush and and like the cia and you're like what are we possibly going to do about it and he and he kind of and i might have said this to you last week but 
he he said something towards the end of the interview and he goes we cannot possibly diagnose it until we address what the problem is and to me that 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 is an undeniable truth you have to at the very least no matter how fucked the situation is you've got to at least survey the landscape see what the situation no matter how blackpilling it is and then say what it is before you can even begin to hope to f- take your first step so that's where i think a lot of this importance is and then the other thing that's always had me is there are those like moments in life where you see something that you it it is a new variable or a fact that you can never erase from your mind be it be it the first time you uh you, you see your girlfriend acting sketchy with like who she's texting or something or you know you see your you know your your friend whatever he's oh the guy that has the perfect grades you then you realize like oh he's, he's using his phone during the cl-. whatever it is just a tiny thing that mm-hmm. shifts the model of your world and you might not want to look at it you might not what are the implications oh, the fucking smartest guy in the class is cheating and how the fuck am I going to get into med school going against that? Or is my girlfriend cheating on? Or whatever. But you can't remove them. They're a splinter in your mind. And I think the first one that I ever saw was was just like a NASA photograph of Ground Zero. And it was... This wasn't some, you know, check it out. I think it was in like Popular Mechanics. And it was just... I just remember I was like on the toilet in middle school looking at it. And it was just like, it was a thermal map of the wreckage, you know, on like the five year anniversary of 9-11. And it, I was just like looking at like the heat map. And then I was like, well, one, a fire doesn't get hotter like weeks later. That's just thermodynamics. Right. But then it was also like looking at like the highest center core of it. And then like the top the top burning temperature of jet fuel. I know that's like the most jet fuel doesn't melt. I I get the meme quality of it, but like that was the first time I ever looked at, I was like, Oh, what we're being told isn't accurate. And that doesn't mean that I all of a sudden know what's going on. It just means that there is a lie. And that was kind of the first like splinter in my brain that I was like, whatever it is, I don't know what the truth is, but I don't think it's what we're being told. So to kind of just so I'm not like verbally raping you, what what really got you to start pulling on the thread? It was that same thing. It was molten steel. It is meme worthy, but it's sure. probably by design because it is the hardest scientific evidence. I mean, there, there are many things like 9-11, you know, I've, I'm a, a student of the crime, but every, every time you look at it with a fresh pair of eyes or somebody sends you something, it's like, I did not know that because there's so many players and avenues involved. But at the core, yeah, it's, it's got to be the molten steel because, you know, jet fuel tops out at 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. But to melt steel, you got to reach 2300. So that's a 500 degree delta. And then on top of that, to actually boil steel, uh, what's the number? I want to say 2750 
maybe even over 3000. It may be 3000 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. And although that's not something you can see, so it's not as visceral, they did collect dust samples from, you know, people that I, I trust, like Dr. Stephen Jones, who's not a shill, in my opinion, got fired from his job at BYU, didn't become a recurring limited hangout or anything like that. But many people offered up dust samples that they kept as forms of memorabilia from 9-11. And they studied the samples. They found boiled iron. Iron is the significant component of steel. And this, this is significantly beyond the heat index of what jet fuel can accomplish, or certainly office fires. What type of accelerant, what type of, of inferno agent was in the towers to cause this phenomenon? And so, yeah, that was, you know, once like Zeitgeist and Loose Change Final Cut, which is a good movie, very well narrated, mm -hmm. came out in 2000, I want to say 11 or, or 10 that last version is very quality, although they don't talk about Israel. Um, neither of those movies. It does exemplify the, the case of uh, you have images and video of molten steel here, and we're just asking why. And now we're giving you a possible explanation, which is, of course, weaponized form of thermite. Mm -hmm. And that probably is the most plausible considering, you know, I don't know for a fact about what was you know what what they used to cut those buildings down or the core columns or anything i would say it probably is nanothermite but the point is it's not planes yeah. and you can find just an endless amount of contradictions so yeah when i was looking at some of these core columns that are cut especially at a, a 45 degree angle as in demolition fashion and very clean cuts mm -hmm. and molten steel rolling off and then you start looking at everything else with that frame of mind as your baseline and you're like oh shit like this is actually if i pitched this story the official narrative to a hollywood executive you know i would get laughed out of the office oh my god we've been fucking lied to and both stories are crazy you know films don't talk too much about false flags they don't like to purvey that ideology too much even that idea they don't like to float even in right. fiction because it can have kinetic energy. People start looking at that. Is this an inside job? I mean, like the, the term inside job didn't come from 9-11, you know, like employers used to use that. Who stole this? Oh, it's probably mm -hmm. an inside yeah, job. Yeah, embezzling, stock manipulation, yeah. Exactly. So um, it wasn't a first off. It's been heard of, but not really on the grand scale. Now, they did, before 9-11, make all those movies. I think Perhaps we talked about that last week, but all those movies in the 90s about hijackings, mm -hmm. which was like before 9-11, I think 1992 was the previous one that like an actual hijacking occurred. And so it was very it wasn't a big concept to Americans. Um, you say that you do 9-11 without the movies like, wait, what? So the plot, the pilots went bonkers, but we were propagandized with movies like Con Air executive mm -hmm. decision um even uh, escape from la or escape from new york escape from new york some... yeah 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 and so they they were using that term it's been hijacked or it's been skyjacked uh all the pieces of the puzzle start falling into place and and this is a massive you know bizarro you know weird fucking thing occam's razor doesn't apply here as in the simplest explanation is the answer it is very complicated some geniuses put it together, no doubt, not insulting their intellect. 
but um, they're oh, only yeah. able to do it because the people are pretty docile and yeah. dumb comparatively speaking. So, you know, yeah. In answer to your question, it was the molten steel as well. It sent goosebumps up the sides of my arms. The moment I knew for a fact. It's yeah. No, then that's an important distinction is demons from hell, but they're smart. Like, Right. We tend to have this thing where if you give them one negative characteristic, you, you almost feel like you have to give them all negative character. I don't like this president and he's stupid. And it's like, no, you don't have to like him. You don't have to like him. You don't get to the end if let's say Biden's brain dead. Even being a proxy front for some deeper group, you still don't get that. You don't get to be that guy, that proxy by accident. Right. So it's demons from hell but they're intelligent and and there there were a lot of hijackings in like the 70s i think those most notable is db cooper but it kind of all i think that was the last significant one right so you could say they almost well, it wasn't that, a hijacking it was he just stole it and jumped host, jumped hostage off. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he didn't like take over the cockpit skyjackings yeah, yeah. they did occur a lot in the 70s and 80s but it was a palestinian concept uh -huh. which is also an important detail yeah um the raid on entebbe for example the palestinians used to take over uh airplanes that were flying around europe in the middle east that had a lot of israelis on board and take them hostage and demand you know a prisoner exchange yeah 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 D.B. Cooper is wild. I think he had like a grenade or something. I love that story. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. guy's that guy was hardcore. Um, but even so, again to quote Tim Dillon, I really need to listen to other comedians, so I stopped quoting him. And is like, he a comedian? D I don't. Tim I've, I've got to be honest. Never watched his comedy. I listen to his podcast. So he's so he's just kind of like he's, I don't see the reason I don't like him is because. Like didn't so he's the one that just had Kanye West on his show, right? He walked off. No, 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 no. That was um, that was Tim Pool. Tim Pool. No, no, fuck Tim. Okay. I, I can't stand him. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay, okay. No, no. Tim Dillon's like a morbidly obese gay comedian, and even even now, I oh, he's on Rogan. He's been on Rogan a couple. Okay. times. He started a podcast in 2016. I don't even listen to his. Uh, he he did a show when it was just him and he was broke and no one knew who he was. He was a recovering alcoholic and pillhead. And he did a show with another morbidly obese comedian named Ray Kump with a speech impediment. Between 2016 and 2019, I think, they did like 100 episodes. And it's they're just fat, black-pilled losers, but both undeniably intelligent and are like... It's such like a weird if you like wrote this character, you'd probably get an award because like they're just wildly intelligent and up to date on like they interviewed like Russ Baker. They interviewed like everything, the family of secrets, uh, Devil's Chessboard, David Talbot. They went down the hole and they're the, they're kind of the, some of the ones they got me into Nick Bryan. They got me into um, Operation Vigilant Guardian running the operation on 9-11. And then he went on Rogan and he's become like a millionaire and I, I, I kind of think his new shit sucks, but I genuinely love his like 2016, 2019 fat, angry Tim Dillon. He's still fat. The, the first, the first time I saw him, cause I know who you're talking about now. He called yeah. Pete Buttigieg CIA. And oh was, yeah. 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 Mayor Pete. That was, that was a standup. I think he was in LA. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, no. Yeah. And was, I was like, thank you. Somebody yeah. that knows. Thank you. Yeah. That guy is the most obvious agent. He actually had to come out and deny he was CIA twice. Yeah. I was actually know? listening to an episode last an old episode where he's like, this guy is so clearly a Langley plant. He's clean. He's buttoned up. No, I love. But I'll go deeper. I, I think on on Pete Buttigieg. First of all, I just learned the other day that his husband, his name is Chaston, 
which is another. So I think this is what they do with certain guys like that. So he's the first um, openly gay presidential candidate, right? Mm-hmm. It made a serious run. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is people kept mispronouncing it and he kept people in the dark. He wouldn't pronounce it himself for years. Uh, you know, like Ron Paul used to say booty judge. Booty so <laughs> it's close enough, you know, anyway, uh, he's the mayor. He was the mayor. Now he's like director of transport or something like that, but he yeah. was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Okay. He worked for the CIA at least in two operations and, um, his name is but i judge and i really think that he's probably some orphan boy that they raised with a, a new name a fabricated name like like from birth yeah and now they're using him and he's Absolutely. got this whole totally totally phony baloney and his his husband's name is a play on words for chastity uh-huh. i mean i see this stuff over and over again i i pay attention to the names it's definitely there's an occultist aspect a thousand to everything percent. that they do there's a, th- a thousand percent there is um but tim dylan there's one analogy he uses he's like uh it's what is it like slalom skiing where you're going back and forth between like the poles yeah he's like whenever you're trying to get to the truth of something you got to watch out for the little for like the holes on either side you got to avoid the mounds because a lot of them are placed there purposely by powers that be misinformation so like even with 9-11, I always so like the first thing that happens is if you bring up, you're like, yeah, did you know, like the cord, like the fire, like an old like a NASA thermal image is just like it's hotter than anything it could. Well, you know that you, like, you don't need a melt steel. You just need a lower. It's like it's temp. I'm like, I get that. No, I understand that. But that that doesn't address the molten part. And it's like, um, well, uh, well, who did it then? What you're saying? they? Did- I'm not saying who did it. All I'm saying is, is. It's not the truth. We don't know what the truth. Oh, so you're saying the planes are hijacked? I never said that. Oh, you're saying so Israelis put thermite in it? I never said that. You're like, let's just look at the physical events happen that over 102 minutes in that, what, one and a half, two acres of land in lower Manhattan on the day of the calendar that we use, and we call it September 11, 2001. Like, I Mm -hmm. always have to, like, for me, like, bring it back to that i'm like what happened there and a lot of people kind of will jump around and i think that is where people can very easily then justify it to themselves you're like you're right you're right what am i saying hijacked you know remote controlled planes fuck this and no 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 and i'm not i'm not saying you're doing that i'm just in general my criticism of the criticism is what i said is immediately they try to find an off-ramp try to find an off-ramp trying to escape valve no we're just looking at, is it Dick Cheney pulling the strings? I don't know. Was this the CIA? Was this a corporation? Was this Israel using America so that we would then go attack their enemies? Was this China? I don't know. All I'm saying is something happened and the official narrative is not the truth. And I think as long as you have that fact, where somewhere in the code, someone tried to tell you that one plus one is three. You have to keep going back to that splinter and going, this is not accurate. Therefore, everything rippling out, if you made a perfect simulation of the universe, but you miscoded the gravitational force by a decimal point, it would ripple outwards to where everything was wrong. Planets wouldn't form the right way. Stars wouldn't form. Everything would be fucked. It might even be pretty close. 
We might even look pretty close, but it's like a butterfly effect. You know, don't don't go squash a bug 100 million years ago. Fast forward and Rome never existed, right? The same right. thing happens with models of reality and of events. You just have to go and look at it and go, did you know this happened? Like, why did this happen? Why, uh, why is that? You know, yeah. in 1959, uh, chief of CIA counterintelligence, James Jesus Angleton, a vowed Zionist, if there's a great book called The Ghost by Jefferson Morley, they had a file on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald starting in 1959. And like, I forget that what it's called. It's like a 401 or a 501, but it's the like of the utmost importance file. It's not just normal Cold War paranoia. It's like the highest level file that you can have on someone in terms of they're a person of interest. Four years prior. To me, that's the splinter for JFK. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Angleton is such an interesting character. Why? Um, that the, the king of disinformation. And it, it's actually funny because they wrote a book. It's based on him called The Good Shepherd. Okay. And it was actually a movie made by Robert De Niro. And I think it's more or less um, genuine in character, the film. Uh, because like De Niro, you know, they put out a lot of propaganda and the CIA was definitely monitoring it because it's a movie about the origins of the CIA, but it goes through, I posted a clip from it on my YouTube back when I had one where, see, I've always had an obsession with counterintelligence or what you're describing disinformation because I run into that roadblock time and time again. So that is basically just the logical correct way to go about things and you described it and you laid it out but you, you would also be under that predicate that people are as logical thinking as you are and that is a mistake um i've learned that many times and they will try and find ways out of it and the best way is through counterintelligence you, you know it's COINTELPRO starts as an objective mm -hmm. against a quantifiable uh international enemy but then the robber barons have turned it into something domestic and really, really vile. You know, Operation Mockingbird. Yeah. We, we've all heard of that. Um, that film, though, had a part where his his mentor back in the OSS, when he's working in, mm -hmm. I think, Berlin, World War II, he's, he's getting trained in how to uh, disinform the enemy. And so he puts out uh, a press statement. It's like, okay, we've heard from doctors that guess what Adolf Hitler has syphilis. And so they start doing that just to buzz the radar for no other reason than to just muddy the water. Mm -hmm. And so you run into it time and time again. And so the, for the past few years, the most interesting, I don't think about it a lot anymore. I've made my statement about nine 11, but for sure, aside from Benjamin Netanyahu himself, the most interesting character to me is Philip Zelikow. Philip Zelikow ran the commission report. So initially they wanted Henry Kissinger, uh -huh. uh, the God of death, right? The, and, the God of truth. Uh, how dare you? The God of truth and justice. Right. Oh <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the things he's done. And I think he, you know, he's probably one of the, the most intelligent people that we've had as state operators. Oh, sure. Cause not only is he like just demonstrably smart, and, and says like incredibly, you know, conniving things, but he's also doing it while simultaneously knowing everything he says is bullshit. 
And oh, so yeah. I'm looking at this guy watching his interviews. I'm like, you know, if I didn't know he was lying, I'd probably believe this motherfucker. Oh, like, yeah. it's amazing. This guy, I, you know, can't wait till he dies. He, he looks like a toad. I think he's 99. He's there, dude. They're keeping him alive with some type of shit. Okay. Anyway, that's a different story. But um, you notice ne- these guys never get cancer. Yeah, you notice um, that they always live to their fucking uh, hundred and forever. I mean, what was David HW? Rockefeller? Oh yeah, he had like six heart transplants. There is, I mean, listen in the in the in the human form, being I guess a Satanist occultist does pay off. It's just right. the whole eternity thing. I don't think it's too good. Sorry, keep going. Oh. I know that they have cures for cancer, for example, that's just one example that they haven't released to the public. I mean, as far as commercialized to the public, but like we know about it, Dr. Brzezinski cured cancer like 40 years ago, gene targeted therapy. It it cured most human cancers, but he's always logged up with bogus lawsuits. Um, Back to Zelikow. Zelikow just got nominated for the position after the Jersey girls denied Kissinger, his position and asked him, in an office meeting, uh, do you represent anybody with his advice firm? It's very ominous and ambiguous, right? He gives mm-hmm. advice. Is that the Carlisle uh, group? No, but Is no, it's Kissinger? his own firm. Oh, it's sorry. like the Kissinger Advice Corp, something like that. Something evil, you yeah. know, something stupid. And uh, they're like, do you represent anybody with the last name Bin Laden? And he like left the meeting. So that would be a conflict of interest, right? Um, so... Bush just turns around and goes, uh, we're not doing this, you know, whole pitchfork thing. And I nominate somebody and you guys tell me why he's bogus. We're just going to use Zelikow. Zelikow was very intimately connected with the Bush administration, um, wrote a book with Condoleezza Rice, was a member of that infamous society or think tank, PNAC. You know, mm-hmm. that called Project for, for a New uh, American Century, absent a cataclysmic event, uh, as, as sorry, absent a new Pearl Harbor, the United States. Right. We need it. We need a transformative event like Pearl Harbor. He he helped write that. Jesus. But what's more interesting about him, he was like in his 50s at that time. Um, when he was in college at Rice University, he wrote a thesis paper called The Creation and Maintenance of the Public Myth. That was actually the name of the paper. Hmm. And so this guy has spent his entire adult life learning the nuances to getting away with propagandizing the people and creating and maintaining. Both are important. We're still in the maintenance phase on things like 9-11, always will be, even on Pearl Harbor and JFK, creating and maintaining public myths, his word, his paper. And so you can see him when he's getting interviewed and stuff. He actually openly makes fun of the idea of a conspiracy. But his underlings that worked for him, that some of them weren't in on it all the way, they came out, wrote books, gave interviews about how he came into the office before he had looked at any of the evidence um, to pin it on bin Laden uh, with that presupposition and that determination to pin the already uh, framed party that we were literally in a war with at that time, the ambiguous Middle East enemy. Uh, he had it written already with subsections and sub-subsections, according to other um, uh, nominees on his board, the 9-11 Commission. And then he just picked and chose various elements of the 9-11 story to fit his prearrangement. And then openly makes fun of the idea of a conspiracy, saying, well, I couldn't get away with it because I had too many colleagues. This man is insane. This man is a Jew. This man is literally a, a dual national American Israeli. And uh, so that 
of course, I think he's a scumbag and I think he should rot. But I do, I do like to, to read about these people and sort of try and get into their mindset to understand them, you know, and that's why I, I find that to me the most abstract and, and fascinating component of 9-11, the, the psychological purveyance of, and being able to hold up such bullshit. It is such a bullshit fucking story. 19 hijackers, four airplanes. He pulled that off. He seared it into the mines. It's it's impressive is what it is. It's, yeah. It, it's impressive that, th- that they're capable of. I think it was Dr. McCullough, who I love, because Dr. McCullough has taken the red pill with no no hesitation. I first interviewed him like last summer. And he's like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what this is. I think this is just Pfizer being a corporate. Fast forward a year and a half later, he's like, it's a DARPA program. They're trying to reduce, <laughs> they're trying to reduce like our lifespan. This is, but when he was on Rogan, I think it's, he talked about, and it's um, why we, like, what are the components to not accepting the truth? And the first is just having like an uninformed public, right? That's the easiest one. It's, you don't have to put people to sleep if they've never woken up. And it's just, and I don't mean that in some derogatory way, because by definition, if, if you're unaware of what's going on, you're not a bad person. You've, you've been successfully hit. I think I was su- successfully hypnotized for the majority of my life. I don't think I'm a bad person. I think I had the, the wool pulled over my eyes. The second is fear of uh, ostracization or a social outcast. Oh, you still you believe in 9-11 conspiracies? Let me think. You think Trump won the election? You think aliens killed JFK? No, fuck okay, fuck off. No, I just want to be part of the I've never had a problem with being that person. I, I don't I don't give right. a shit. I, I don't I just don't. I've never cared about being weird. I don't give a shit. I, I just right. personally I don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, that's an emotion I can't relate to either. You know, the yeah. the other stuff about like being a bad person if you don't get vaccinated. Uh, on a certain level, I can get that, but as far as just um, an image thing, I couldn't care less. We can get into that in a second. The pandemic is definitely a another step in the mastery of their own evolution on how to deliver the med, right? Because now you're hurting others. But in terms of just like, dude, I was a straight A student, like not drinking, not smoking, living in a frat house, studying to be a doctor and getting to medical school. You you don't give a fuck when everyone's like, why aren't you partying? Why aren't you doing this? Why you? I was I was building like Lego trains into high school. I didn't give a shit. I started woke, working out mm-hmm. on my dad's Bowflex in seventh grade because I was like, I just want to build muscle. And everyone's like, Ew, what you like, girls? Like, I've never given <laughs> a fuck about anything. I just don't. It's I just doesn't even. It's not even some like, well, I'm gonna stand up for the truth regardless. Of what I just like you, it doesn't even register. I'm just like, well, what will people think? I don't. I don't care. What <laughs> fuck if I care? Um, right. So the social social outcast, and then the third is um, fear, fear of the implications, right? So, what does it mean if this is going on? What does it mean if I and this isn't? I love my two brothers, so this is a terrible example, but I'll use it anyway. What does it start to mean if you realize things go missing only when like your older brother visits you? And again, my older brother's the a great fucking guy. So if he's watching this, he's probably not. This is just a bad example. Sorry, I'm throwing you under the bus. The implications would be how come whenever he's here, like money goes missing? Is my own brother stealing from me? You're like, that can't be it. Or 
there's no way my fiance is cheating. This is my fiance. Mm -hmm. No, it, it can't be. And it's these, these, right. You, you kind of hear that about people with like repressed memories. What's the implication that your grandfather raped you? Not, not my grand. That's it's grand. That's the demonic nature of these people is they know they hide behind. No, uh, right. Catholic priests. What are you, you're really trying to say priests are right. Yeah. Hey man. And there is that, and I get it. No one wants to look at it. You know, it's not a fun thing to acknowledge, but all those mixed together and uninformed populace, fear of being a social outcast, and then the fear of the implications. What does it mean? See, are... I I would say that that actually, because I've thought about that exact same thing, and I found what's true most likely is that smart people or the smarter the person is, the harder they are unless they have an innate desire to figure it out, the harder it is to convert them for that very reason. Oh yeah. And I'll, I'll say, I think most likely it's because let's say you put um, a dummy and a smart kid into a fascist environment, which one's going to become a fascist quicker, the smart person, because he's going to learn the rules and he's going to understand the concepts, how to operate in the environment and deeper, deeper, levels of understanding everything like that you start to fuck with that um you know their worldview their perception of how things should work uh it's going to be very it's a taxing and laborious process because they have to you know so much stuff is predicated on their understanding uh that this is the way it works you're challenging that it's like foundational like a mental foundation that they're having to rebuild and so they'll be very resistant to it and they're certain that they've got it figured out and what they believe is true. A dumb person, and the the example I'll give uh, to substantiate this is Alex Jones has plenty of fans. Alex Jones has said a lot of true things at one point in time before his contrived downfall that he's experiencing right now. Uh, he was the most popular radio show host in the country. Mm -hmm. He's a dummy, though. Like, again, just visually and everything else, he's a dummy. He comes off as a dummy. I think that's why they chose him. I think he's a plant, obviously. That's what I think. Sure. And so he's got a lot of a lot of followers. At the same time, he doesn't present a lot of evidence. People just head nod. And so if you take the average IQ of Jones fans versus the average IQ of somebody that may not be as, you know, symbolically true... Um, you're probably going to get a lower IQ with the Jones fans. Uh, stated wise, Jones fans are closer to me than like, um, you know, CNN fans, obviously. Sure. But mental horsepower, probably more the CNN people. And I, I hate to say it, but it, they've just never challenged their worldview. Those people that get drawn into things, you know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. The reptilian people, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not the highest, you know, quality when it comes to, to brain power. So um, I, I find it to be my favorite achievement through my life when I've been able to at least get the gears going with some very respectable people. I'll just give one brief example. I knew this psychiatrist when I was living in Los Angeles and I was kind of ranting to him about 9-11 but I made a point about building seven. And then like over that weekend, he texted me. It was like one of the smartest people I know. Right. He texted me. He's like, I did some further reading. I wasn't expecting him to. 
about building seven and then he was going into the details and and how um what's that that organization called this the, the structural nist yeah, the national NIST institute of standard and technology he's like they didn't release the parameters for their model when they recreated it and it came down in the afternoon i think it had to have been blown up with bombs and i was like and that was that was very difficult and it was multiple conversations um but on the last one i i got to him but i do remember seeing his face where he's like saying one thing and i have a response to it and the gears start turning and he doesn't like what it's adding up to you know yeah 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 um so i think for for that the implications uh, a lot of people can't even um go into the territory because of what you're talking about because that's the big daddy that's government you're talking it's, about it's, government in america oh i don't want to hear it dude it's it's not like and that's the other thing. like it's not fun like there's no there's no i told you there's no i told you it's a bunch of satanic pedophiles hellbent on using the military industrial complex and the intelligence community to bulldoze the world's uh, population and uh, extract natural resources like yeah, what do yeah. you, you like i'm not not happy with the conclusion, you know. Right. You sit down right. with your brothers, and you're like seven. You're like, I, I, I don't think Santa's real. Shut up. No, I, I think I, I think it's dad. Like, <laughs> you don't like yeah. it, you know. You're not. No part yeah. of you is like, good job. You're like, oh fuck. You're like, because now you're just now you've started the downhill slope of it's only a couple of years till you realize like, oh, the church is full of pedophiles and life isn't fair, right? You're, right. you're leaving that 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 virgin childhood um it's, it's a very symbiotic experience i've i've done a podcast about santa claus and and i referenced that as when you when you debunk a public myth i, I found it you know i guess technically people will categorize me as an atheist i'm at least agnostic um i don't believe in the 9-11 official narrative yeah the first personal case study was definitely figuring out santa claus and it was as a kid it's stupid of course we talk about it now but as a kid it was devastating absolutely absolutely it is and it's i mean but then there's also like for me it's like people always ask like why like why do i have the american flag behind me if everything i talk about is just how it's demons Mm. because i appreciate the idea of it I appreciate a place where you can be free to practice your religion or don't practice at all. You're free to say whatever you want and you're free to stay strapped. I like that idea. It doesn't mean I like the idea of the Ten Commandments. I like the idea of doing to others. That's that's not a bad infrastructure to live by. I don't I don't hold up a picture of like the Roman Catholic Church behind me and the Vatican made out of a hundred tons of gold and diamond and sapphire, but it's okay to understand what it means. You know, I don't think I will, but if I ever have kids, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll happily see them get to appreciate the years of enjoying the idea of Santa Claus. Like it's, so it doesn't mean completely fall down the black hole, but to, to go back to what you said about the psychiatrist and smart people and dumb people, that is, I think what really kind of fucked with me seeing COVID is right like like as a pre-med guy in college and I got into medical school and because I'm a you know self-jerking egotistical douchebag I always mention it I got into a medical school where 15,000 people applied and 100 got in and I was one of them and I always I always loved that and the friends I had that were also pre-med were so much smarter than me they didn't study nearly as much. Than, and But what I always appreciated about them, and I think it's maybe what gave me a false view on the medical community, 
is the few friends I had that were actually pre-med, not, you know, some dipshit sorority girl, but like actually pre-med and they are now all like surgeons is I'll say three of them, all super upstanding people, all super genuinely people I looked up to, even though they're shitheads like me. And they're all wildly intelligent in their own right. You know, we'd be sitting down and I'd say something about JFK and someone would be like, oh, you don't believe in that. And like the friend who's now a doctor would be like, no, I. why wouldn't it have happened? Like, why wouldn't a, an entrenched power structure take out the guy who wanted to work with the Soviets? And it was like, oh, it's not just that they're good at memorizing molecular biology. They seem to have a base level horsepower to examine all things. And even better, I remember one time I was like super high with my buddy and I was, like, I was like, you are like the smartest person I know. I was like, you could be, you could be like an investment banker and be like retired in five years. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. he's like, I have a strong connection with God. And I think my purpose here is to, you know, become a doctor and probably never make as much as I could. But I think that's my purpose on earth. And I'm like that. I respect the fuck out of that. Um, what really got me with COVID was so I've, so then I delusionally have gone through my life, like using my sample size of three people. I'm like, Doctors are the smartest people and the best people. I think I was actually just by chance around like three very above average good people. But and that that's not to say that doctors aren't good people, but seeing kind of COVID has shed light on 9-11 for me because like I've seen the smartest doctors been like, yeah, it's safe and effective. And I'm like, no, but I this is like 2020, but before I even really gave a fuck about it, I was like, they're saying it doesn't like work though. It doesn't pass. Like it, you can still get it. They'd be like, yeah, no, it's safe and effective. I'm like, I'm looking at the VAERS thing though. And like, there's like a hundred times more deaths in the last month than there has <laughs> been in 30 years. And they've been like, listen, it's a pandemic. And I'm like, I, I expect that from other people, but I've, I've, I now know improperly held doctors as this like, highest casts of like high priests and now i'm like oh they are geniuses in their own field but a lot of it also comes to they've become these respectful people that you defer choices to and they don't want to rock their boat of these institutions the fda the cdc the who whatever because it would one it would mean you're not as smart as you think you are. And two, it would mean maybe everything else I know is wrong. And to see them go along with it, now I look back at something like 9-11 and I'm like, it's probably not the dumb people that were the easiest to fool. It was probably, you know, well-respected engineers with seven-figure jobs who are, you know, whatever, they design fucking suspension bridges and they read the NIST right. report and they're like, well, there's the thing. And you well, never with, question it. With that too, um, well, the cover-up phase, there's there's no excuse for that. If, if somebody's actively covering it up, you know, I have no I have no respect no, no, for no, no, whatever. No. No, if, they're, I know, if they're part of the cover-up, no, they're demons from hell. Yeah, no. Wh- whatever their, their reasoning is, I, I got nothing. As far as like the components of uh putting their ducks in a row and pulling off things like 9-11 not everybody knew what they were doing like i'm sure that a lot of people that placed bombs maybe not the israeli students but certain people are even coating the floors with nanothermitic material they were probably told it was asbestos sealant 
or something like that. They didn't yeah. even know what they were doing. You know what I mean? With with COVID, you can see a lot of similarities. And first of all, I, I want to address yeah with with the doctors. I mean, like my father was a surgeon, so they are good people, but they do become accustomed to a lifestyle at, at a certain point. Sure. And in the, the, the early stages, the young doctors, you know this better than anybody. Student loans are expensive. I don't know if you took them out, but how are they going to pay those off if they get fired for talking shit? You're, you not, know? So, you're not paying them off. And, and we've, heard, we've heard that. There have been a collective of honorable doctors. Most of them, unfortunately, have come outside of the United States, from what I can tell. Germany, specifically, there's a few. I saw translated interviews. Uh, Microbiologists. Um, Zelensko, I think he died last year. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah. And so they, they go through these things, and they all get fired or disciplined one way or another, you know, severe, severe disciplinary action against them from the state board here in America. And um, it's like, I, I get the reasoning. I, I may not respect it, but I, I get why they go along with it. And then the other aspect too, is those are like overriding concepts. And so even hinting at the idea a little bit or considering that there's something not right here, get shut down immediately. And they mm. don't even, they don't they keep themselves from even believing in something else yeah um but i go back to the manhattan project whenever i'm talking about those things the the players the worker bees or even on the managerial level how things operate to like pull a grand conspiracy off it doesn't mean every single person is a satan worshiper or a shabbos goy yeah it means they they've been fooled as well like the people there are very few oppenheimer knew they were building building an atomic bomb oppenheimer, but these other Leslie people Groves and fdr true sorry truman didn't know until 13 days after he became the president and the other <laughs> people that came up with the idea at yeah. bohemian grove yeah you know but the scientists, they're like building small pieces of the entire puzzle. You're building heavy and, water. You're, you're, how do we mine uranium? How do we find the right. electric? 100,000 people were built in just creating the electrical capacitors. They didn't fucking yeah. know. It's, it's for the war. And then Hiroshima happens and they're like, holy shit, did we do that? Yeah. You know? So you have like the whistleblowers with 9 11. You know, interestingly, did you you mentioned you talked to someone about anthrax last week, didn't you? I just thought of that. I the anthrax to Dr. attacks. Even Hatfield, and I think they tried to pin it on Doctor Hatfield, who's like a bioweapons expert, and obviously it wasn't him. And he, I think he sued the fuck out of the government. I'm not sure. He's a brilliant guy. Wrote a book called Three Seconds Till Midnight. And then Doctor Meryl Nass, I've had her on. She's also an anthrax expert. So that's that's the perfect example of how it's dangerous for the establishment too to sure. do it that way as long as they can well unless they're willing to cover it up with lethal force and because I did a podcast about the anthrax mail-ins I think 3 or 4 years ago um you know happened right after 9/11 helped push through and reinforce support for the Patriot Act and all that um but I think this was a, a well, I know it was um, like a, a military grade weapon, a biological oh, weapon. Yeah, no the uh, the 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 level at which it was um, milled down. When you get to that small of a level, there's sort of a counterproductive force because once you get to that small, it starts to succumb to electrostatic forces, which means it kind of when you see that really fine dust and it just kind of sticks to your TV or something, as mm. opposed to like a you know a chunk from the dryer where you can 
blow it around. When it gets really tiny, it almost seals to things, which doesn't. So now it's super infective, but it doesn't aerosolize correctly. So they got down to a super small, fine milled, uh, I guess, particle size and managed to overcome the electrostatic clumping. And how they did that is still classified or unknown, but no one could do that other than a nation state. Exactly. Uh, so just to like bring it back to what I was saying about like, I don't know this is how it happened, but let's just say that a lot of people were involved in the creation of the weapon and they didn't know it was going to be used as a weapon on domestic sure. citizens. Sure. Um, you have a lot of microbiologists immediately after those attacks getting bumped, like at an alarming rate. Uh -huh. um, I know there was one. Stacking bodies. Did, did you talk to the guy about, did he bring that up when you talked not, to him? Not, we kind of went more into his book. I can send you the episode. The episodes run together. We talked more about he was involved in Trump's White House and he started to see the whole like COVID research and like response to like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and like saw the demons at work. I don't think we got too into the anthrax thing, to be honest, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. I don't if if we didn't, I can only imagine. And I know this is kind of a bullshit excuse being like, oh, the episodes run together. But if I didn't get into it it was probably because I maybe tried to and he didn't want to. And I, it's more of a respect. I've interviewed Charlie Duke who walked on the moon four times and it was only until the fourth time that I asked him about aliens. So there's like, I have to, I respect someone so much for giving me their time. We might've though, I've interviewed him a couple times. We might've talked about it. I'm not entirely sure. Sorry. Yeah. I'd like to hear his perspective on that because yeah, I remember looking at the suspicious deaths after that and, and at those big events, you have them without fail every time. You know, 9-11 oh, yeah. has a very extensive... Dropping engineers just... <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, the JFK of... JFK might actually have the longest one. The Clinton bot. Yeah, you cut out. I can't hear you. You're muted. As soon as he mentions Clinton, he goes mute. Uh... We'll figure this out without fail. We mentioned the Clintons and the microphone fails. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's a uh, it's quiet. Go into uh, I don't know. See if you can go turn up like. Can you hear me? Better. Does that work? So. Yeah, yeah, we're good. As soon as you mention the Clintons. Oh, I mean the, the Clinton body it just, just ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'll never fly in a small airplane. I mean, I'm no, I'm, I'm so insignificant, but that's how they get you. There was there was one recently in South America too. I can't recall. Oh, I mean, uh, stacking bodies. Who was it? Epstein's plastic surgeon died because they put the wrong fuel in the jet, which is like I don't know fuck about aviation, but I can only imagine that's on the first page of your first day of flight school. There's got to be redundant systems <laughs> there to prevent that from happening. Holy shit! Yeah, I've never put diesel in my car you know i've i, I heard that story any, yeah i've never fuck, i've never I've, I've i've used the wrong charger for an iphone before i've i've, right. I've gone oh fuck but i mean yeah sorry but going yeah clinton stacking bodies jfk well i mean i guess just overall the point is that you're gonna like get people that are involved in the creation of these sort of elements of the psychological operations or geopolitical maneuvers 
that aren't wicked by themselves, but they figure things out. And it's not like they have a crisis of conscience. They were never in on it in the first place. And so they start talking and they have to get taken care of. Uh, You know, it it happens every single time. Every time. And it's not only that, but then it's also, I mean, let's look at Klaus Fuchs and then uh, the the two Rosenbergs. It's Ethel and whoever her husband was. They were both, uh, so there's three people, Klaus Fuchs, who was actually from Great Britain, and he got into the Manhattan Project and was, I guess, passing uh, passing data to the Soviets. And um, then the two Rosenbergs who were admitted communists we just put them to death for treason. So it's like, it might not even be like the cabal getting you. It might just be, you're talking about information you weren't supposed to be talking about, like per your contract. And like, when you look at like the stacking of bodies, I also like, I can't, I can't with like a straight face say that like you're a pussy, right? Not, not you. But if someone comes to me and it's like, hey, you know, if they actually it's no longer like a meme, you actually get approached. And it's just like, you're going to stop covering this now. I mean, I lost I lost a a brother to suicide. I've seen what the death of a sibling does to living siblings. I've seen what it does to parents losing a child. Based on that alone. I couldn't sit here and be like, well, I'm going to keep going forward with the truth just for like the love of my own family. I would be like, you know what? Yeah. If someone comes to me with a gun and says, stop talking to Reese, I'm probably going to stop talking to him as much as I'd like to think I'm, I'm some freedom fighter. Hey man, when that, when eventually it's real and they come to you and the blacked out SUVs and you've got kids you might not, you might even make peace with the you're going to lose your job. You're no longer going to be a doctor. You're going to be fired. You might make peace with that. You might go, right. I'm doing the right thing. When push comes to shove, everyone talks a big game. And it's not until you're at the bar and you see the smoking hot girl and your friend's like, go talk to her. You know, you're all talk. Go talk to her. And you're like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't. She's not my type. Oh, fuck off. Yes, she is. You're just a pussy. Mm. Who well, knows, man? People will keep keep moving the goalposts back. You know, like, sure. I, I know my limits. I mean, if it's they got me dead to rights, they framed me really well with some wicked crime. So I don't know about the family stuff. I'd have to consider it. I've never been in a position that way. Yeah, no, that no, seems. No. But I have been in jail before for five days, but that was enough. Uh, if you if I'm looking at ten years and there's no way out of it because they did a really really good job good with frame. the frame then it's just the alternative is, well, just tell us a little bit of information about this guy and we'll let you go. I'm ratting in a heartbeat. Goodbye. That's the other thing is I've now seen directly through this podcast, like sacrifices made on this being banned from YouTube. And it is a sacrifice because this is my job and it is my revenue. I don't mind about that, but yeah, when I look at the amount of hatred and vitriol I've received from just trying to, understand what's going on and not just me running off but having on you know the inventor of the mrna vaccine and people still frothing at the mouth saying i'm killing grandma if someone came to me and was like Mm. stop talking about this or you go to jail i'd be like i'm not going to jail for these fucking retards that they hate me for trying to help yeah i'll shut the fuck up what do i care they got a thousand other guests on backlog we'll talk to them that's the other thing is like well 
the and, and what I meant about moving the goalposts, by the way, is that the the tough talkers, like I get it, but it is delusional. I mean, it's it reminds me of all the the white kids I grew up with that would say, if I lived in the South when I was a kid, I'd be an abolitionist. No, you wouldn't. The no, you same wouldn't. People because... that are screaming not or get a mask, put on your vaccine. Hey, yeah, rewind yeah. the clock seventy seven years. You know who they are? They are your papers, Juden. Schnell, Achtung. They think that they would be, um, you know, a conductor on the Underground Railroad <laughs> with <laughs> they think, yeah, Harriet they think Tubman. They'd be that like, uh, who was that like special forces guy? I think it was from like Sweden or something. He went and got caught and thrown into a concentration camp just so he could like map out the physical terrain and then escaped. They're like, that's who I'd be. No, you wouldn't. No, you right. wouldn't. No, like, and they, they can't even say what they want. Forget about doing things that were illegal for that region at that era. You can't even say what you want now on Facebook. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Of being you don't ostracized. have the balls. You don't have the balls to say, hey, uh, my mom got the vaccine and had a seizure and 18 seconds later. You can't right. say that in between posts from your drunk aunt saying I'm selling my old couch. But, but, but. You'd be smuggling Jews out of Nazi occupied. <laughs> Tell me more. You and Harriet Tubman would have a torch sneaking through Confederate lands of guys wearing KKK suits. T Tell me more. You'd be hunting oh. Hitler himself, wouldn't you? No. Well, it's worse than that. They can't even say, you know, I don't know about this BLM stuff too much. <laughs> they you can't, can't even say you that. You can't even go. Isn't that weird how there's just a bunch of riots across this? across the, the United States and seem to be sanctioned. I mean, they actually set up their own forward operating base in Seattle called Chaz. Like, I don't know. That kind of seems yeah, coordinated yeah. and uh, they're rioting at the White House. Huh? F financed by George Soros? Nah. You can't nah. say that. Isn't it kind of <laughs> weird how whenever Trump puts out a new bill and all these people start rioting, they all have, and I used to do graphic design, they all have matching posters with the exact same print and glossy finish where they get, are they that, are they that well, are they that well oiled of a machine? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to say. Two, All right. Two weeks, two weeks to flatten the curve. Uh, science evolves people get over it. You know, we're doing our best here. I trust Fauci. Yeah. Scumbags. Hey, Scumbags. This, spineless. This in our lifetimes, let's not even pull up JFK in our lifetimes. We all watched lying to get into Iraq from a vice president who was the former CEO of Halliburton and I think Halliburton owns KBR, Kellogg, Brown and Root, the reconstruction company, getting in there. And bef and while we are still withdrawing from that war and people are arguing about how Biden did it and ultimately they're going, you know what, no matter how he does it, we just need to get out of there. It was a false war. At that same time, they are making that argument through a mask. And it's like, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. don't. They're brave. People, they're brave. The, the people doing Occupy Wall Street are the same people saying, shut the fuck up. Stop criticizing Moderna. And then that yes. gets me back to just I'll never stop trying to find the truth. But you know what? Would I fucking actually sacrifice a, a minute in jail for these? No, fuck them because they hate me. They hate right. Me. And at a certain point, you almost just got to slow clap the deep state and be like, you have brainwashed them mm -hmm. to hating the person trying to. You know what? 
y'all y'all, y'all you ran made, the table. You just made a great point about the the flippant ideology that can be coerced back and forth very easily. I mean, the the example that I point out it's so obvious and hilarious to be honest. When Kaepernick was kneeling, yeah, he's kneeling on the football field for Black Lives Matter and injustices and stuff. A couple of years later, now if you don't kneel, you're a scumbag. Everybody mm. was a scumbag for kneeling. Now, and then they had the NBA players kneeling, uh, recreating the murder of George Floyd. It's so stupid. Um, I mean, this is how you celebrate people. But it really, it, it comes down to just all of it probably comes down to the exploitation of our natural instincts because herd mentality yeah. is evolutional. You know, there's yeah. a reason we have herd mentalities because if everybody's running this way, when we were less sentient creatures that was a good idea to run with them yeah now you got people that have spent billions of dollars like mk ultra style studies that they know okay well we can fabricate that we can do that sort of in in a, in a faux pas sort of way and get people to move direction per direction very clever very clever but like really unfair it's like unfair. Oh, oh again, no, no, no. Demons from hell. Like I, I always keep calling yeah. demons from hell. But you got to respect the, you know, again, Kissinger, brilliant guy. You know, he's he should truly should burn alive. But intelligent guy. I mean, yeah, 100,000 years ago, if everyone's running in run direction and uh, one tribe has me and Reese going, hold on. Why are we running? Is somebody benefiting <laughs> right. from us running? Rightfully so. Uh. Someone would stab us in the throat and say you're destroying group cohesion, and rightfully so, right? But we're not there anymore. Just like it's 2022, and you don't need every calorie available, but McDonald's tastes good. It it's still it's working on the old firmware of get every calorie you can because I don't know when we're eating again, and it's been that way for mm. the vast, 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 vast 99.999 percent of the time that we've had this this meat avatar. In that same sense, you know, it's 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 why porn is you're not sex is supposed to be hard to get, right? Yeah, it is, it is a carrot that does make you a I can't get laid. Well, maybe you should clean up your cave, shave your caveman beard, and uh, I don't know, go get some firewood and kill a tiger. Yeah, that's probably a good thing when you can just open up your phone in between saying we're the resistance, George Floyd and Trump's orange, and then just jerk off to whatever depraved shit you're looking at that is a hijacking of the entrenched system. So it's like, it's not even that we're fighting just against like a deep state and demons from hell. You're also fighting against the innate survival instincts of man. And it's, yeah, if you, if you all didn't go for the same thing, you were dead. And now the idea that they'd lie to you and go against, you know, you're going, guys, I'm not sure if this is good. Someone might be trying to make money. Group cohesion says that guy's a conspiracy theorist. Fuck him. And then an even another level is you don't even have to get good at it. You can just simulate it. You can just simulate a hundred. You can just press a button and this post that is bullshit. Fact these are saying that effective. You can just say retweet it a million times. It's not real. It just has one M on your screen. You think it's 10 football stadiums of people. It might be seven people. But if there's a psyop behind it and then someone might tweet, hey, this vaccine killed my mom and it might have 100,000 retweets. And all you got to do is change it to four or just shadow ban it outright. You are now simulating 
the very things our biology listens to. And it's, you're right. It's, it's fucking. Well, that's unfair. why I, I kind of get on board. Like if you go to my website and my slogan on there is the only way to solve problems is completely. So I've considered all the things that you talk about. And that's why I still arrive at a restructuring of the economic model, because there is no getting around what you just bullseyed. You know, I mean, you encapsulated everything that's true and it, uh, it's, it's an endless contradiction. And if you want to admonish this, then you probably also have to admonish that. And you go through these levels of understanding and why the machine works the way it works. I think the, the only possible realistic and not realistically executed, but realistic model that could stave away a lot of these issues is some type of resource-based economy or like a, a Venus project or mm -hmm. adjacent to that. Um, because as long as the motivation is there and the motivation comes from scarcity, mm -hmm. resource-based resource control, energy control, well, resources are energy. Um, and you have to compete for that. And since we're so high functioning at this point in time, in the 21st century, it's no longer, uh, hey, give me that give me that food because I'm bigger and stronger. Now it's like we have weapons of mass destruction. Some people don't believe in the atomic bomb, but I do think we have capabilities to, you know, create a nuclear winter. Uh, I do think we have atomic bombs now, by the way, there's, I'm referencing, there's some questions about the Oppenheimer footage. I, I agree. Those little trees looks, looks a bit Hollywooded up, but um, if you want to get away, if you want to get away from, that sort of concept of um, we're getting fucked over and it's the 1% and the 99% and they obviously conceal a lot of their technological advancements from us, then you have to get away from the underlying motivator, which is money. And money is an intermediary for resources. So if, if we can create weapons of mass creation, uh, um, of course, you open a, a door, you solve a problem, and then you're bringing new problems. That's true. And so that'll create a lot of hesitation. I, I see that in people. People are obviously, that's another evolutional thing. They're very resistant to change. But that's why I advocate for a system like that. Let's, let's overhaul it because this just ends badly. I mean, I'm not in love with the place that we're in now. Like, comparatively speaking, Sure, America is for now it's in decline, but for now it's better than fucking China. Okay, sure. yeah, but uh, it you just follow the trend and it's not looking good. I mean, we're at least arriving at South Africa in fifty years, if not Haiti. You know, it's, it's just not good. And so, you know, enough of the band aids is my thing. Enough of the band aid solutions. Let let's let us let us create something that's like quite innovative because we've innovated quite a bit with our ways to kill each other. And so it's, it's now a real liability. I mean, are we just going to be in permanent, even if we go back to straight up nationalism and there's no international cabal, that's a horrible idea because well, that, the last we're, time we had all out nationalism was world war two. Right. And we're going to stave off. Yeah. And that's pre atomic bomb. We're going to stave off <laughs> conflicts because nuclear mutual blackmail i don't think so dude and that doesn't even mention the bioweapons 
Bio, yeah. we, we just went through a bioweapon attack. Now, it was done by the international syndicate that exists. But can you imagine if it was done from a nationalistic perspective? Say they build a bomb. Say they build a bomb, an, an ethnic-based biological bomb, which Israel 100%. was working on in the you 90s. 100% do. Hitler was looking in. Hitler and Kurt Bloma, uh, Kurt Bloma and whoever the fuck was the other one? I can't remember. They were looking to this in the 40s. Gone. Let's just say there's a territorial dispute and it's ongoing and neither side wants to budge between, you know, something in the Pacific Islands Uh and China says, you know what, fuck you. And they unleash uh, a weapon that kills all Caucasian people. (laughs) Well, that's the future you're looking at with modern nationalism. I don't want that shit either. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not. I mean, if anything, I mean, we're we're talking about choosing between playing Russian roulette with a 12 gauge and Russian roulette with a revolver. Like neither are good. I'd almost rather the nationalism because at least you could maybe get a almost capitalism based competing interest to get better. But even that, as we just said, is still fucked. But it all it takes is a little bit of yellow cake getting in the wrong hands. Yeah, I know. I'm, again, I'm saying it's it's Russian roulette with two guns. Like right, I'm not right. I'm not thrilled at the situation. I'm not. It's, it's you and me, Reese, and we're sitting there where there's a 12 gauge and a revolver. I'm going. The revolver might it might go on in such an angle that you might live as a vegetable for the rest of your life. That one's removing your head. And you're going, Tommy. I don't like these choices, and I'm going. Neither do I. But. Well, what was the alternative to nationalism? Our modern system? I was going to say the international syndicate in which there's a yeah. top-down fuck everyone, at least with a national. There's like, a, we're going to fuck everyone else, but maybe take care of our... our... Yeah, I see, got, this I got is pissed oh, go really badly. Hey, Reese, just t- take it over. It's your show now. Tell everybody well, where. I'm going to use this opportunity to uh, say that i'm gonna grab a beer and thanks for watching um it is 72 degrees where i am it's about 520 and everything else irrelevant we will be back Um, I do, if the person is watching, I got an email through my website from one of Tommy's supporters, and, um, I agree with what you said. Interesting stuff. This probably won't make the cut. Dead air. Dead Dead air. air. Not good radio. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. (laughs) Every single episode I've done is dead air. People always, we edit that. I don't like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Give shit. For anybody that's watching this doesn't uh, like it. Hey, fast forward it. You're watching it in the future. There um, you go. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, 
So then, what do you think about streamers? What do you think about live, streaming culture? Live streaming? I don't. I, I don't know. I kind of just hate. Like, I hate everyone. I don't hate anybody. That's not true. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's just such like a. I was watching like last night. I was just every once in a while. I like to go down like a UFO rabbit hole, and I I love that. And um. Uh, last night I was just like trying to find. Uh, I'd watched it back in like 2015, unacknowledged Stephen Greer's film, and I don't know if people have their own thoughts on Stephen Greer. I don't fucking know the guy. I don't have any definitive take on him. I don't. Yeah, actually, I didn't comment on your NASA shirt. Is it um moon landing? Yay or nay? This is the reason why I think we did. The conspiracy should always be sexier than than the alternative and when i say sexy i'll mention like big was COVID a depopulation you know that's a sexy idea people are like that's not sexy what are you evil i mean sexy and that's it's like a james bond story you <laughs> fucking neanderthal of course yeah, no. but there are some people like i can't i've talked about that before where i'm like yeah maybe ukraine maybe they're just using that as nuclear blackmail to bring the world to a new cold war i'm like that's kind of a sexy idea they're like you want us to and i'm like you can't fucking go yeah go, fucking go watch tower seven and tell me how it fell you dipshit mouth breather but like well so is... i think the filmed in uh kubrick style uh, yeah i mean look I, I don't marry myself to exactly it's kubrick a lot of people say that i know that neil armstrong didn't go to the moon or that's what i truly believe but i think the idea that it was filmed in a set especially in the 60s with wires or maybe even underwater they filmed it on a on a moon like you know, setting. I think that's kind of sexy. It's absolutely. Oh, no, no, sure, sure, sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. And hey, and I'm not married to the idea either. Everything we're talking about is how corrupt and brilliant and psychologically deceptive these people are. So I'm not all of a sudden going to go, but the boot landing was, this is my idea. It's like, all of that is less sexy than the, uh, even a, a Kubrick, even if they have Kubrick filming and it's in a, an underwater thing in the, in the, you know, Langley and the CIA, and we're going to use it to bankrupt the Soviets. Hey, I'm all on board. Why wouldn't we? Cold War, anything goes, baby. That's hmm. still not as sexy as just grabbing a couple guys and being like God and country and throwing them at the moon. Like hmm. going to the moon is a far sexier cover up. And that's just my own like Occam's razor. Like it should always be wilder, right? The cover up, or is that right? The cover up should always be no, the truth should always be wilder than the cover up, right? So what's the cover up? 19 guys with box cutters. Okay. They took down the great Satan. Okay. The cover up that it was actually nanothermite or directed energy or whatever. That's wilder. To me, there is nothing wilder than walking on the moon i'm not against the idea of it being a side you've got an but... interesting you've got an interesting mental blueprint i've never heard that one before <laughs> no but that's so, how you approach it I, i've never heard that one and i'm not saying that it's a truism i don't know it's not occam's razor i don't know it for a fact that's what it is right lee harvey shot jfk okay that's crazy former marine pops jfk a year after the cuban missile crisis height of the cold all right it's far wilder to think the CIA and maybe the mafia did it and to bring in Johnson. So the military industrial complex bulldozes Vietnam. That's, mm. that's sexier. So, but I get, I get the alternative ideas about them. I don't want to say alternative because I don't know the truth. 
Well, you're thinking in the right terms in the sense that at least I, I know now that you have pattern recognition and you're dependent on it or you utilize it quite a bit because so do I. Yeah. I never looked at it that way. I find them to be, um, well, which one is more, So I, I look at which one is less plausible. And yeah. so us going to the moon through the Van Allen Cert belt, for example, in the sixties is certainly, oh, I'm with you a hundred percent. And also I, I do want to say though, there, there has to be, there has to be some form of it that is just absolutely ostensibly fabricated because they're oh, doing it on live television. How, is he, how are they getting that radio signal back so clean? A hundred percent. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm sure it is surrounded by horseshit. I mean, right. even the most mundane presidential addresses are right. still touched up with CGI. It, it That doesn't mean that Biden isn't real and that he was executed in Guantanamo and QAnon rules the world. It just might mean it's a it's surprise. The state is looking themselves, making themselves look good. I will right. say I think the most plausible theory for. The moon landing being faked is a very plausible one, and it's to bankrupt the Soviets. It is a, It was a war of attrition of no one had the balls or you could say the stupidity to fire nukes because it was all over. So the only thing you could do was create an incredibly disruptive. You had to unbalance the playing field, right? That's why Gorbachev hated the idea of Reagan's SDI. We're going to shoot down your weapons from space. Well, if we can shoot down everything then that means they can't hurt us, which means we can go attack you. That makes a Soviet Union a little more rabid because they're going, now we don't have guns to each other's head. Now, instead of me and Reese having guns against each other's head, it's me and Nick both pointing guns at your head. And you're going, now I'm feeling a little destabilized and I'm going to move preemptively. Right. So but I get I don't, that I idea. And and I get we're, we're, we're just sort of tossing the idea around. The, the problem I have with that theory, though, is is the Soviets didn't believe the moon landing either. You know, it's just like all the intelligence agents abroad. They know that 9-11 was an inside job. They know that it was Israel. With the moon landing, I did read several papers written by the Soviets that said, here's why that's bullshit. The Soviets also crash landed their own rover about three days before Armstrong allegedly went to the moon. So it's also not they were also ahead of us. They got Sputnik up. They got Yuri uh -huh. Gagarin up. They got like the dog up. They were doing this stuff far before us, and they had rovers that I think I think they all crashed onto the moon. But they were getting there closer. It was a major Soviet coup to say we have a better system. Now, again, that only serves up more probably why we would fake it to counter coup their coup. See, you're bringing up things. I'm going to have to look into that because I knew about Sputnik. They were the first in space. Oh, dude, they uh, had they, they had rovers up there. The Soviets were doing see, it. I think they all fucked up. I think none of them landed correctly. I see. I'd have to look at that because I, I feel like. So is, are the Soviets, as far as you know, did they magically lose uh, their algorithms for reaching the moon like NASA did? I don't know about that. Yeah, that's some horseshit, right? And they lost the telemetry. Right. Yeah, no, no. That's and that's for another thing. It's like, well, there's the splinter that you can't remove. They accidentally recorded over the telemetry. The NSA has recorded every fucking conversation for the last 50 years. But NASA, in their infinite budget cuts, despite the fact they had like, what, 5% of the GDP to get us to the moon, had to reuse what should be the most valuable uh, magnetic tape of all time. It should be in the Smithsonian along with the Wright Flyer and like the Lincoln's hat. 
but they mm. just they were really cutting corners and when i know this is the telemetry that got us to the moon one of the biggest events in human history so but we really got I, I know double that over it. You, you're i think your audience is probably very intelligent so maybe some of them will rip me to shreds if i'm incorrect about this but i believe i look at it similar to the way the holocaust story kept changing because they didn't know that the fumes from diesel engines wouldn't kill people. So they had to change it to Zyklon B. Uh, back in the 60s, I don't think that astronomers were aware how difficult getting through the Van Allen belt really was if they knew about it at all. So when I hear that stuff about the Soviets landing rovers, I haven't, if I've heard that before, it's just been a long time. Um, I, I think there may be some type of collusion with that, unless somebody can appropriately explain to me how they got through the Van Allen belt, because I don't think um, it's impossible that humans have ever been to the moon. I think maybe we have, but I think they use vastly different technology than that rinkety dinkety ship that Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin took. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my opinion, um, I don't even think it's close. I don't think the cooling systems would work in a lower gravity field. I don't say I think the whole thing was scripted. I think even his name Armstrong was a type of psychological operation. I do remember the infamous if you look up Neil Armstrong elbow on YouTube, one of their uh, partners in crime starts saying something and they all start elbowing uh, elbowing him like he's not supposed to be saying he's like I couldn't see the stars on the moon and they're like bump bump bump. Uh, oh, it, it seems to be a little bit ridiculous but and then of course you wrapped it up nicely. Oh, we uh, we got rid of it through budget cuts. All the evidence and how we got there. We're gonna have to rebuild it from scratch. Sorry, I just folks. Can't remember where I put. That it. would be like the golden holy grail that they would hang on to and guard in a forget about gun safe like Fort Knox type bunker oh, at NASA. Yeah, you know, not buying it, folks. That's just me. Um, I I did I posted the other day on on Telegram. Um, old video somebody had, had overlaid it with come on this is fake and it's it's one of the moon mission the the moon landings where it looks like they're doing they're faking among us tasks like they're, they're like hammering something down and then they're jumping over here back but like to me clearly they're on wires yeah like, it looks bad um, again so i'm not married to any of the ideas so really long why do i have the shirt right it's a baggy shirt and i like it that, that's the, that's I got the real, you. That's the real yeah. bottom of the conspiracy. It's a big puffy shirt. Um, I think they're both probably equally probable. I think it's a it's a it's a it's an intelligence coup, not an intelligence coup. It's a uh, it's a propaganda coup. You want to show that we can do it, right? I mean, Sputnik was definitely important because it's the idea that you can launch something of any considerable mass into orbit, which you know, not long. Operation Paperclip still going strong, and the atomic bomb's twenty years old at that point. There's the importance there, right? You don't need intercontinental ballistic. You don't need intercontinental bombers. You cannot put them on missiles. I get that. I get the idea of saying we did it because yeah. the Cold War. I mean, you're forgetting just how. I mean, they were for a long time. They were at parity with us. You did have to actually. You did actually have to show that we are better. Right, we were going tit for tat on this stuff. So, did we fake it to bankrupt them? I don't think that's absurd at all. 
I don't think it's absurd at all. The only thing that gets me is like the Soviets were crashing their own rovers. And to me, I'm like, I, well, maybe you could expound on that. I, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't know a, enough about it. No, I mean, like, there's a, there's a, for me, I don't see a direct correlation. I obviously, I see a prestige correlation. I don't see a direct correlation. The ability between... to, the, the ability to get some form of functioning electronic to the surface of the moon. That's where no, I, I mean, like, how does that correlate to um, bankrupting them directly? Oh, to get a live so to get a living creature up there is always going to be more difficult than than getting a robot up there, right? Because you have to have life support systems. They right. got to be able to survive, take off, reentry, everything. So let's say they're sending up rovers. Let's just just for mental exercise. Let's say they did do it. Let's say the Soviets did do it, and we know we could do it. On one level, you got to go. Well, we got to one up them. But on another level, you got to go, how could we make this so much more difficult? Get a living, breathing human up there and bring him back. Uh, it's not above the Soviets to just leave him up there and be like, we did it. They died for the country. So you, you think that that, that, that phenomenon would hurt the, the ruble, like the value of it so much? It I would... think if you got them to pursue it endlessly, oh. like a, like a oh. bomber gap or a missile gap, which we now know we manufactured so that the military industrial complex could strong arm Kennedy and say, we got to start building missiles and but I mean, the Soviets what led to the bomber gap was actually is is pretty billy. They took their bomber. I don't remember what it was. And it was during a parade for, I think, Khrushchev. And they just kept uh, releasing footage of them flying over. And like we now know that they were just using like the same 10 bombers. <laughs> they would just do these big circles around Moscow. But we thought they had yeah. hundreds of these things. And it did lead to us spending a ton of fucking money on bombers, which robbed us of using resources in other places. I guess it kind of backfired because then we just swelled into an even bigger military industrial complex. But there is grounds for that to say we did this yeah. and you do want to, you do want to hurt them. So let's say Russia gets up, gets robots up there. We get people up there. If they, and there's a flaw in this because you might have the Soviets going, well, it's not even worth our money anymore because they've already done it. So now what we're just doing parody, you never want to do the same as them. You always want to one up the other guy. That's the Cold War mentality. You always want to go bigger. But let's say they did buy into it. To get a biological life system up there, survive and come back. And you're also trying to meet a sub for sub, ship for ship, bomb for bomb, bomber for bomber, tank for tank, whatever. And also do the proxy wars all throughout Vietnam and the Middle East and the Shah and all that shit. That might be enough to tip the scales when you're already using everything. When you're already using every resource to try to keep up with us, all of a sudden it's one more thing. It might be enough. I think it's a weak argument that we that's that it would effectively work. Not that it's a viable conspiracy, but the idea that we would do it to bankrupt them. I don't know. But if you could effectively fake it, and what what would the cost of that be? I mean, a Hollywood shoot, and you're doing right. it with the endless resources of the government. You can just literally print anything. I mean, that, that that's an enticing thing. If you think the Soviets yeah. would do it, and then if they don't do it, it's not all for naught. You take that win. You take that propaganda win. 
Well, that's that's definitely something that we were vastly superior at. Maybe not militarily or space travel, but we've always had Hollywood. So we oh, could yeah. always produce a shit show better than anybody else. Oh yeah, no and doubt. That, and that is a weapon in, in in this era we are in in humanity. That is a weapon as valuable as bronze five thousand years ago. Yes, could... I think it's probably our well in the in the current super digitized age. It might be the most valuable weapon today. Yeah. Control of social media perception in a way that's not too obvious, where every tweet Biden get gets 100 trillion retweets and Elon Musk at zero, but in enough of a way to just tip the scales and to really add some meat to the bones, some effective deep fakes. That's, you can't tell me that's not as valuable as a stealth bomber. It Dude, you don't even is. have to work that hard anymore to frame somebody. If somebody's, <sighs> if somebody's location is unaccounted for, like they spent the night at home by themselves and they deep fake a person, let's say, banging a kid. You don't even need Epstein anymore. No. You know, as oh, no, long as you have the FBI at your at your behest. That you might have been it, man. We might have been like, what are we doing with this whole Epstein? These people could talk. He might get a change of heart. Don't need him anymore. It might not yeah. even have been that like it fell apart. And now we got to get rid of him. They just went, bro, we are streamlining this. Like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> fuck Blockbuster. We got Netflix, man. You can just press a button instantly in your home. No, no return date. So now Epstein's just a threat or he's a fucking uh, liability. No, I mean, I mean, like, right, exactly. We don't need to blackmail these politicians anymore. If they ever get out of line, we'll just show them a video that looks exactly like them performing a heinous act on a kid. And, uh, you know, hey, I know it's not you, but everybody's going to believe it's you. So, Uh uh yeah. And then just uh, say and then we'll and we'll have everything deplatform you so you can't make a public statement otherwise. Well, well uh, we'll arrest you. We'll, oh, we'll put you in oh, jail oh, least forever. Of which, <laughs> least of which, we'll conveniently dox you. Yeah. yeah. Not only mm-hmm. that, you do it of a kid that actually did go missing. So now you're gonna have some vigilante dad, right? right? Man, it's. I, this is something I want to bring up too on that on that subject. A lot of these victims, like at Sandy Hook and and all of the subsequent ones that are equally fake. Um. Not every single one, but all the ones that are in the news for a prolonged period of time. Maybe your local school shooting is real. I've got some lip service on the media, but uh, no, no, no. The big ones, Orlando, a lot of these victims are just not even real people. They're, they're made up and you can see, you can create your own fake person. So I'm doing a, a plug for somebody's website where they're demonstrating this technology. If you go to thispersondoesnotexist.com. It will immediately was, give you a fake it was person. Be, I was hoping it was going to be .gov. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, well, I'm sure. So they, but it, it's incorporating yeah, yeah. Um, a technology called StyleGAN, which is like a generative, generative adversarial network. It's taking a composite image of thousands of people mm-hmm. and combining it into one at unique ratios and every time you hit refresh on this page which is using this technology you get a brand new person and so a lot of these photos that pop up in the memorials maybe they give them a a phony you know facebook page to go along with the name that they give them but they're just made up from scratch that's how far we've come like seriously faking mass murder we're we're in like you know 
it's beyond 1984. I think we can all safely say that now we're venturing into the brave new world. Aldous Huxley, MK Ultra asset. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. And it's revelation of the method in his case, because I remember being forced to read that fucking book in school. Did you? Audrey, uh, 1984. Yeah. Oh, Brave um, New World. Yeah. Audrey Huxley. And I think that is kind of like a, I used to look at them as like a dichotomy. It's one or the other. Now I look at it as an evolution. It's no Brave New World comes after 1984. 1984 is the strong arm. It's the, it's the secret police kicking down your door. It's the gun in the back of your head. Brave New World is 2.0, baby. You don't even right. want. You don't even want to question it. You're like, why would I take some soma, get in an orgy? Why do we have to fight them so hard when we can convince them it's what they want? That's optimal. I think that's where we are, man. I think we're looking mm-hmm. at the Soviet Union and we're like, you idiots, you what? You rounded them up and put them in gulags with hard labor? You right. fucking moron! Give them ninety nine cent McDonald's, Blink one eighty two American Pie, and American Ninja Warrior. You re- they will turn in their guns so they can buy a Nintendo 64. I'm dating myself, but like it's the ultimate, it's the it's the apex predator. You have completely judoed it to go with evolutionary urges, to not to not steal everything from them so they have nothing to lose. And they have these guys with vendettas and they're like, I'm gonna fucking bring this system down no matter what. A lot of the people that fled the Soviet Union fled because their girlfriend's uncle's brother was killed in a prison and they were like i'm uh oleg whatever the fuck his name was the subject of the book billion dollar spy by david hoffman this guy that risked his life and ultimately was caught and killed just photographing uh soviet blueprints for fighter jets and giving them to us really getting nothing in return and we offered we're like hey dude we can like we'll exfil you from the soviet union like you've you're you're more american than anybody because what you're doing is dangerous. I think his exact quote was, everything I do is dangerous and I don't care. Because he hated the fucking, to the end. He was like, I don't care. I want them dead. Uh, I've interviewed Ken Albeck, the head of the Soviet Union bioweapons program, defected to the United States. He didn't care that he could have been killed. He was like, these people are so evil. By having this overarching evil, you when you eventually you take everything from someone, they have nothing left and thus nothing to lose. You are creating a vicious militant fighting force. When we wonder why 20 years later these kids are taking up arms and blowing up American convoys, because you vaporized their dad at a wedding with a drone. They have nothing else. They don't have a school they can go to and just say, yeah, fuck it. They have nothing else. They're in the middle of bumblefuck. The way to do it is to not have vendettas. Don't have anything. Just It's just not as good. The movies kind of suck, but it's Marvel. And get weed delivered. That's cool. Uber Eats. Hey, look, Pete Davidson's on SNL again. Ha! Orange Man is bad, isn't he? What do you care? You're just Novocaine. You're just kind of numb. It's the ultimate. Don't chase down a fish and eat it. Be the anglerfish. Have the soft light. What is that? That is a cute light. Then it's over. Yeah, and and milk them in the process. I mean, oh yeah, that's the, oh, yeah, yeah. Milk them. What we're approaching for sure is some type of i would say technocracy but not for us just for them Hmm. i think the the natural conclusion of all of this is a technocratic international society um probably run out of tel aviv or jerusalem 
Um, maybe the Asians get to have their own thing. You, you cut out. As soon as he mentions the Clintons or as soon as you mention Tel Aviv, he gets he gets sniped. The audio gets sniped. You're back. I am. Can you hear me? Uh, turn it up a little bit. Should be it, right? We're just like playing a game of op. Remember that game operation where you hit the sides and it buzzes. Did you ever play that game when you were little? Yeah, yeah. We're just like finding out where the actual power is. You mentioned Clintons, your audio cuts out. You mentioned Tel Aviv, your it's... audio cuts out. We're just we're yeah. just sketching out this. We're like tracing something. We're finding the edges. I would love to revel in that. I think it's just my fucking laptop is not geared well, for streams. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Same thing as my NASA shirt. There's no deeper meaning. It's fluffy and warm. But go on with the technocracy. Um, so I don't think that we'll be included in it. Well, I know that we're not going to be included in it, but I think that... Uh, I think like some people have their various ideas, you know, but I, that's the way I see it. And I see, I never bought into the idea that people were going to get vaccinated and drop dead right away. Some people did, of course, some people did. It's there's something, some other clever game going on with that. It may be an intergenerational fertility thing. um, According to, you know, Stumphauser and his stuff, uh, you know, a lot of people are clotting up. That makes sense. Something's going on there, but I think it's it's like these people can't have kids, but more likely they're going to have kids that can't have kids, or because... or or varying shades of fertility. Where I had kids just sure. fine, and but Bob doesn't have any, or via vice versa, your kids' kids. I need to dig it up, but I did read. I, so I think what what it's doing the mRNA, it's it's they don't really deny this, but it's clipping and substituting a strand of DNA in your entire genome map. And it's going to be like, there's definitely various agendas going on with the various races and, and the regions throughout the world. Um, but I think overall, if you were to just say, what's the net goal here, it probably is population curbing. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have people that have kids that can't have kids. The LGBT stuff is working uh, in combination nicely on that mm-hmm. as well questioning what you are anatomically is is insane but it's how it goes today um but you know you take that option out from people um you know all of a sudden they're going to misattribute the cause they're not going to say it's from the covid vaccine they'll probably blame it on microplastics or whatever uh bullshit flavor of the day they come up with um but what they need to do since these people need their slaves, is you have to substitute the slave jobs uh, with machines. And so you see stuff getting automated right now that are normally people functioned. Um, self-driving cars, for example, mm-hmm. and delivery services with mm-hmm. drones and those little buggies that'll deliver your food at UCLA. Um, that's just like the microcosm though. Let this thing go on and keep going, keep going. You don't need cooks. You don't need waiters. You don't need virtually any low-paying job you don't need anymore. But uh, so that's why I think it's like an inverse ratio. It's like get rid of people, bring up the machines. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I think it's 
it is we are at this sort of new thing is like we're talking about like 9 11 21 years later like we're forgetting that like we're still in the covid psyop like Mm -hmm. there are things that we're not going to know for 10 years we're gonna be like we didn't even fucking know about the x y and z right but that's one thing i always bring up is i've brought it up for a while if it is depopulation it's not going to be out they're not dumb enough to have you drop dead that's going to lead to riots there's a much more judo way to do and i always say judo like using your i've never done like any martial arts in my life but (laughs) i'm almost like it's judo i'm wearing flip-flops and i'm like let me tell you about muay thai but like no it's very it's a quiet it's a stealth it's the path of least resistance so like we're talking about covid right now right and then little less so you know 9-11 still in the rearview mirror 9-11 kind of iraq falls pre- kind of glumped that all together before that much smaller oklahoma city before that you know moon landing before that jfk there's a big one that one's still a node before that pearl harbor before that 1933 smedley butler the business coup before that what the uh lusitania lusitania and titanic Previous mm. to that would be the Zimmer tel- Zimmerman Zimmer Telegram getting us into World War II. Yeah, before that, Lusitania, Titanic, Federal Reserve, and then what? Thirteen years before that's the main. But those are just what are we doing? We're not giving them a whole lot of attention. So there's the there's your key right there. Is it's time put time between it, and people just even people who are invested in it like you and I, by default are just giving it less of it because why it's solidified to everything's dead so it's a cold truly is a cold case how would you pull off depopulation they just give it a couple mm-hmm. generations until it's 100 years from now and they go all right it's now come out that there was some malthusian interest in this but it's 100 years because by then there's going to be four new psyops they're like can we stop talking about yeah. the covid depopulation and start talking about how that the first alien ever blew his head off in the oval office and we still don't know if it was the cia or not like there will be a new treat to chew on the show must go on they got to keep the revolving <laughs> door moving um the only reason that they invest any energy into substantiating those old narratives because like most serious historians will tell you outright that the lusitania was a conspiracy uh by the wilson's government to get us into world war one oh yeah yeah, Uh, even though it wasn't the most effective thing they'll tell you that even the gulf of tonkin you know we know that didn't happen and it didn't happen It's it yeah we know it didn't happen nobody denies that and then most people would say there's malicious intent behind it. The Lusitania but, wasn't it when Churchill was wasn't he like a commander or something like in World War One or an at there's some at where they're like mapping it out and they're putting it into these circles of probability on where attacks happen and they're just drifting right. to Lusitania there and then like cutting off communication with it and it was carrying weapons. Yeah, and the even the German embassy sent out a warning telling American citizens not to get on it. I mean, everybody knew what they were trying to pull. Um, you know, Pearl Harbor, though, they kind of protect that one. They moved out all the carriers beforehand. The codes have been cracked. Mitsubishi and J.P. Morgan collaborated, et cetera, et cetera. They but put all, and they put the all History the old destroyers there. All the destroyers there were old ones. Yes. History Channel will give something to the contrary every now and then, but only to prevent the Copernican Revolution, where people understand that our own government does it. Nobody behind it was ever tried. And the same faction, although all the people are dead, that faction, that American government, deep state faction, uh, they never investigated themselves. That 
that crew is still in charge today. And so, I mean, they, they care much less and, you know, they'll even entertain JFK conspiracies on TV. I go back to the history channel cause they're kind of a non-history channel. There are people that talk about it, but they entertain it a little bit. Every now and then some bullshit CIA declassification will happen. I know that happened under Trump. Um, but they substantiate it only in the sense that they don't want some kinetic chain of events, people to, to grasp the implications like we were talking about, what it all really means today. And then, and I might be making this up, but weren't there like two revelations in the Trump papers that kind of never got fully fleshed out? I think one of them was like an examination of the Cadillac and it was like there was a bullet with an entry wound from the front like through the windshield or something, not, or like at the front of the car, I could be making that up. And then I think the other was, um, it was declassified that LBJ said like, uh, like the night before he said like to, to his mistress or something like, this is the last like goddamn day. Cause he hated the Kennedys. It was like, this is the last goddamn day I'll ever have to listen to Jack. Yeah. He was having a meeting and, <laughs> Uh, with uh, like a bunch of people that were like serious players. I think even George Bush senior was there Yeah, was at his house. And he was like, he said it in for his maid, I think, you know, somebody that was servicing the house. I don't even know what stories to believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't even I, know if that's like, I think it was declassified, but that story was already out there because okay. she'd already talked, you know, but yeah, it's like in the papers as this big deal, you know, yeah. Trump, Trump supporters are funny. Trump supporters yeah. are right on the edge, but they they still trust in the system of voting. And so it's kind oh, of they're I, just I, silly. I took the Trump line. hook. I, I took it hook, line and sinker when he first ran. And I do think he was a wrecking ball, but I think he probably got a talking to. But the only thing like for me, it's like, guys, he he these are the Trump vaccines. Mm -hmm. Bar none. We can point out the hypocrisy and be like, no one wanted it because it was a Trump vaccine. And then Biden gets in and everyone takes it. And it's like, but let's really flush that out. Is this the big one? Is this the depopulate, the king daddy of conspiracies? I remember in like 2007, I was 17 and I was like, I was having a hard time because I, like, I actually have clinical OCD. I had a hard time like bringing all the conspiracies together. I thought they're just disparate events. Lusitania, mm. Federal Reserve, 9-11. And I was like, there's got to be a big picture. And again, I think I don't think my brain was fully finished for me. Actually, I think I was like 15 and I was like, there's got to be a big one. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, these are all parts of a much bigger thing. And it was like, well, what's the end? And it was like the first time I ever read it. It's like, well, eventually they will become so technologically advanced. They won't need us. So they'll depopulate and they'll keep Earth as their own Garden of Eden for eternity. And so to me, that's always been like that was that... In a book. No, I think I read it somewhere on like Wikipedia before oh. even that was cooked. That'd be a great book, though. But like, I'll always remember that was, and I, I rejected it outright. I'm like, no one would do that. They wouldn't kill everyone in the. But like, so if if it is that and or like a fake alien invasion, those are the two big daddies. If we are assuming that this is like one of the big daddy, fuck Pop and JFK, fuck the Lusitania. There is a cognitive dissonance when it's like it was the Trump vaccine. And it's just, they don't, it doesn't address. It is as bad as liberals cheering on the Azov battalion, literal, literal Nazis. It is no less worse to have people in MAGA cap saying, yeah, but Trump had to do it. 
no. Is this or is this not a like World Economic Forum, Malthusian Fourth Reich depopulation of the planet? If so, he's not innocent. But again, the web they have weaved is so complex and brilliant. It's amazing. That you, like you said, they are so close. The Trump supporters, they are so close. There is a cabal. There is a deep state. There is fake. So close. Keep going. Right. That wasn't our guy. Guys, I get it. It's not fun to have the revelation that there is no hero. Right. But oh, it's got to be depressing. And and then, of course, you also deal with um, sort of the principality. People don't want to admit when they're wrong. If they've advertised their support for Trump for years and years, they don't want to. Most people don't want to go, ah, fuck them, too. I mean, but I do in, in their defense. Some of the Q-tards did get off the train when he started publicly urging the FDA to permit them to release all the vaccines to the public, which was yeah. all a dog and pony show, of course. Yeah. But, you know, there's no coming back from that. You know, as no. far as I'm concerned or when he got on stage and he said, I am vaccinated. Oh, just one, just one. No, bo no booster. Get your sorry ass out of here. Yeah, dude. Um, I've never liked him for the reason that I think he's a Zionist. Uh, I think Jared Kushner is, you know, one of the the world's vipers and a, a soldier for Israel. Didn't he pay um, double for his New York penthouse because the address was six 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 six? A little just, hey, yeah. it's a coincidence. Okay, was it his penthouse or was it? Oh, um, it was a, some townhouse. Whatever the fuck, something. I know. I think they they were making RFID chips in there. I think oh. he was involved in that acquisition. Oh. Yeah, yeah, better. yeah. He's, better. He, he's not. He's not a good character by any means. Uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's just a coincidence, though. It's just a coincidence. It's also another coincidence that the first politician that in our insane clown world has an opportunity to uh, get on a de debate stage and openly hates Israel is just an insane. Uh, I got to watch my words here for your audience, but an insane quote unquote genius loser, Kanye West, uh, total Illuminati puppet. I see even people on my sides of the uh, Israeli coin that don't uh, really see the woods through the trees, just like a bunch of people got soaked up in Trump and his anti-establishment, anti-Hillary rhetoric. I get it. I saw what he said to Clinton on the debate stage, basically called her a cunt. Yeah. That's hilarious. Didn't win my vote, but I loved it and I understood it. Now Kanye saying, uh, "To hell with the Jews! Get them out of our country! They're they're running our wars. Are all Zionist wars? Circumcision is them. Uh, genital uh, mutilation. You know whatever he's saying. I mean he's no original thought. I think it's just another puppet, just like Trump was. And uh, I think it's incredibly obvious he's the most famous person in the world." And you don't think that he's bought and paid for? I mean, can we get serious a little bit? There's some type of agendas don't always make themselves known right away. They're not always clear. But in years to come, you'll see, just like with Trump, I see what they did there. Yeah, I get it now. And I think you pointed out an important thing. We'll get to Kanye in a second is um, we could maybe say it's a fourth iteration of the not wanting to look at the truth. One is the uninformed second is social ostracization third is implications of the big picture but i think there is a fourth and it is as basic as if everyone's running in one direction you know you want to eat the mcdonald's because you need the calories and it's your own ego right 
And that's why, like, early on in this podcast, I kind of popped my own tray with that. When I was 18, I voted for Obama because I wanted hope and change. In 2012, I voted for Romney because I was pre-med and I was like, I was like, fuck Obamacare. I don't want red tape in this. 2016, I didn't vote in the elections. I voted in the primaries. I voted for Bernie because it was two years after my older brother took taken his life. And I was like, I think everyone needs mental health care. I don't care how it's paid for. In 2020, I voted for Trump because I watched the sort of BLM riots take down. And I was like, well, you got to have someone who just calls it for what it is. Mm. By vocalizing that, like, I have been taken by both sides twice, you remove any sort of ego barrier. You go, yeah, I got tricked and it fucking sucks. It's not fun. But there is a huge barrier to admitting that you are wrong simply because no one wants to be wrong. It's as old as you just don't want to be wrong, right? There's a reason why I won't take down any episode, unless, of course, the guest asked me to. But I'll never remove an old episode. I hate watching old ones because I look at them like, oh, God, Uh, look at what I'm saying. But I leave it up there because I'm like, grow from it. If it's uncomfortable, it means that I'm probably growing from it. And just like that, I'm sure in three years, I'll look at this episode and I'll be like, oh, God, I can't believe I was arguing for whatever X, Y, Z. And the same thing three years after that. So that's like that's an important fourth point. Your own ego. Just just drop that one. I know that's easier said than done. To Kanye, I've been trying to like fill out my own sort of conspiracy on that. And I think the mental illness one that's too, it doesn't, a mental illness doesn't just blossom that quickly. If he would have had this meltdown, it would have been a while ago. I don't think it's fuck you money. I think fuck you money is, is dating someone 20 years, you're younger and just say, yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck you money isn't saying Jews run the world. That's, I mean, truly that would be fuck you money, but he, I don't think that's what he's doing. I'm trying to piece like what would be Occam's razor then? What would be the purpose behind this? The well, it's taking um so I, I guess I'm coming from a different standpoint than probably most of the people watching, but like the Fuentes crowd, for example, he's definitely hijacking that. Mm-hmm. They've gone really soft on the the uh the white nationalists have gotten soft on the black question. Uh, the fact that they're different, that they're vastly overrepresented in crime, and they pose an existential threat in white nations. They destroy everything. We create everything. Kanye comes along and talks about the villain who's behind this miscegenation and this flooding of the borders, basically race mixing. And it's like, okay, well, he's a famous person. He's black. Maybe we should be nice to black people to a fault. Mm. Uh, we're in the same boat. And he could also be driving the Jews back to Israel out of the diaspora. Um, Israel is the only nation that expands at a regular pace. And so they need to maintain the supermajority in their country. Um, They're not breeding. Like, I think Jews have a positive birth rate, sure. But I think they're trying to accelerate the Greater Israel Project. And they need to fill uh, these Palestinian settlements Um, or Israeli settlements in Palestinian land with refugee Jews. So, you know, America is a big theater and whatever happens here, everybody knows it at every corner of the world, i.e. George Floyd. He had protests in Sweden, for God's sakes, about that. Amazing. Um, Isn't isn't Malmo, Sweden, the like rape capital of the world after uh, after they like dissolved their borders? 
Uh, I've I haven't heard that. Probably there was a fun fact about Malmo, Sweden. I think it was the grenade attack capital of the world. Really? Not not Baghdad. Huh? Not Fallujah. Not Riyadh. Sweden. <laughs> like Malmo, what, what Sweden. Was... I think. So who are their right. immigrants? Was it Africans or Arabs? I would say. Don't know. Whatever oh. it was, they were one of the countries that just like let everyone in. We're all human. In uh, Malmo, Sweden, which has like a is a like beautifully like first world country. They have like the famous like twisting tower, like an architectural masterpiece, and they became the grenade attack capital of the world. Twenty sixteen. That's not just a racial thing. That's access to weaponry, I suppose. <laughs> I can't make a. I can't grenade, make a grenade. attack cap. Did I play Grand Theft Auto like every day? And I rarely use grenades on that. Like grenade right? attack capital of the world. Oh, it's what not even a like scumbag move. That's worse than a drive-by shooting. It's like, hey, suck on this. It really is Jesus. just total. Just, but so my own. I've been trying to. Piece oh yeah, but just to sum. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I would say that you know. I think driving Jews out of the diaspora back into the promised land is a play with them as well as creating complacency from the uh, racialists in America to, to not worry about just to hyper-focus on one thing. Gotcha. They're, they kill, they always, you know, this kill many birds with one stone though. Many, many. Oh, no, so that's just one possible, you know, explanation for what they're pulling with him. Oh yeah. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, no. That, and that's the other thing is like, these these conspiracies don't need to be exclusive to one another right it can be you know you can hit multiple targets with one bombing sortie or, or grenade attack i'm listening i'm gonna grab a beer yeah you're good <clears throat> so i've been trying to piece together just like and this one's even more recent than COVID. is it's ongoing so that's always the hardest way to sort of spin together conspiracies so this is obviously kind of from the seat of my pants is that the right saying is um it is it is immediately after like uh elon takes twitter so it seems to be look what happens when you give people unfettered free speech much like the argument for you know are if school shootings are psyops it's to disarm a populace okay if we're looking at then the i think it was december 3rd is when someone shot that power substation in North Carolina. Yeah. And that's never happened before, despite the fact a red cell report came out from the Pentagon. Red cells, when you hire your own special forces to try to breach your own compound. So like regularly hmm. the white house will use Delta force to try to like get into the white house. Right. Then you plug it up, you wait 10 years and go try it again. Cause you have the best. And if your best get in, then you plug those up and then it's called red cell. So, the, a red cell report came out from the pentagon in like 2016 i think under general mattis and it was like I, and yeah. by the way i love that i'm going to use that term red cell a lot now oh, you just gave me a new one it'll I completely it. open your ability to do conspiracies it's like a it's like a level up you well know, you just helped my rhetorical devices you, too. my original content another red you, cell yeah love yeah you, you've come in welcome welcome but like they <laughs> used this, this idea and they were like yeah like a handful of like moderately talented shooters not even delta force just like someone that knows what they're doing across like two guys per city, they could like black out the United States in an evening. And it was just shooting these substations, obviously, obviously government facilities, army bases, hospitals, a lot of those are more hardened, have generators, whatever. But they're like, you could really throw most of like the populace into chaos. And it never happened since then. And I'd always assumed 
A, it was either a fear-mongering report, or B, it's probably more of like a mutual assured destruction. Well, if we have A-bombs, why don't we just wipe out China? Well, they have them too. Okay, so right. maybe you wouldn't do it that way. Got it. Yeah, why do all these leaders meet and, you know, at, you know, you know, how come you see all the world leaders in Paris or wherever the fuck and they don't attack each other? What's well, mutual assured destruction? Okay, all right. Why did this happen recently on December 3rd? Well, I didn't know this. I had on Joe Dolio. He's a Marine, a former Marine, just writes a bunch of like survival books now and basically how to escape the coming collapse. But he was talking about a report that was released, uh, I think like the day before the shooting of the substation, which itself happened 10 days ago. They said that um, these attacks could start happening more and they didn't say white supremacists. They said uh, they could be inspired by anti-Semitic activities. Dolio hypothesizes, postulates that they're referring to the the Black Hebrews or whatever group that is, but because it's politically incorrect to point them out, they just called it anti-Semitic without openly saying white supremacy because they call everything white supremacists. So, but that's kind of a, another. That's one of the the skiing things. Let's not get lost in that. How am I tying this together? I think that what they're going to try to do is why did this attack happen? It's never happened before. Didn't happen in 2020, the summer of love. Never happened then. No one's claiming anything from it. And it wasn't in like an actual, nothing against the people in North Carolina, but it's not like you even did it to like Manhattan or something. I think they're going to eventually try to gin up that it was an anti-Semitic that they'll find a synagogue somewhere in the area. Ignoring the fact that Fort Bragg's there in part of the area that lost power, except they have generators, which is where tier one operators are, but whatever. I think they're going to try to say that this was inspired. This was an anti-Semitic attack. And it was inspired. And then they're going to conveniently find like a manifesto or a 4chan post. And they were going to be inspired by Kanye. And look what happened when we let Elon take over Twitter. And furthermore, trying to bury Alex Jones. I think they're going to try to gin it up to, it doesn't have to be anti-Semitic. It seems like that's the route they're taking. But I think what they're trying to come back to is free speech. They don't like losing control of Twitter. And they're right. not going to go down. They're not just going to roll over and go, well, I guess Elon bought it. They're going to attack and attack and attack. As much as I don't think Trump is who we thought he was, it is undeniable that there was a coordinated attack against them, right? Okay, so um, I like where your head's at. I think so. Just like when, when we're talking about our respective opinions, I would say just the the degree of separation that we have on the facts is you think that Elon Musk? Do you do you think he's a good guy? Well, or? I was gonna say. I was rambling a lot right there. So I, I was going to say this is all on the foundation of the idea that Elon's a good guy. If he's not correct, well, then we're back to butterfly effect is, well, then the whole model's fucked. Well, not necessarily. Or is I it mean, just theater under players, under yes. controlled opposition? See, that's, that's exactly yeah, so where I lean 100%. So then the this time. theory doesn't even fucking matter. No, no, it does. Horse, no, it, it does because the, the stuff with Musk is like, whatever. I mean, you introduced me to the idea that Kanye West could be a a asset and a red cell operation, um, and they're about to permeate a false flag attack on a synagogue that's inspired by his rhetoric, and probably another, in my opinion, I, you know, a, another asset, intelligence agent asset, 
and Elon Musk. Uh, either way, whether these people are controlled or not, the end result is the same. So I don't think yeah. it's a big deal. Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting theory. Um, I think it, it would have to be a pretty big one, though, because they just did it. Well, not from a legislative, from from a public opinion standpoint, it needs to be a pretty big one. Yeah. And I think most of these are fake because people are getting bored with it, really. Like, if you took me back to 2016, where I think most of those false flags were fake, by the way, but that included Orlando. In Europe, they were crazy with Munich. Nice, France. Nice. Bataclan. Yeah. The Nice truck attack. I think you just said France. Yeah. 86 yeah. people with a dump truck or something. Yeah. Bro, I can't do that on Grand Theft Auto. Right. That's a, that's a tall task. I talk a, about it's the, the magic bus. Um, it's quite something back then it was very effective and people were getting like the shivers. I mean, nothing can top nine 11, but like Sandy hook, which was one of the first of its kind that was traumatizing to a lot mm-hmm. of people. Those days are kind of over, not because people think they're fake. I, I don't think enough people think they are uh to to make an impact on the the overall zeitgeist the attitude but they're just people are kind of numb to it now it's like oh that's sad you know it's like oh really darn um they did a very similar one in buffalo this year the buffalo attack uh that white kid went and shot a bunch of black people at a grocery store oh yeah 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 that wasn't that long he had a little manifesto and he had you know um, dylan 14 words on his gun and yeah that that stuff i did a break if people want to go to dreamestimo.com and search buffalo i did a breakdown of that video i think it's bogus there's a massive underrepresentation in blood in most of these events anyway they they had that sort of that mindset where it's like frame a uh, bad white kid who got brainwashed by free speech, people making comments um, about, you know, preserving white people, whatever it was it, from a legislative point of view um, and a police enforcement point of view is very effective because yeah. now it's like they can ramp up the defense uh, against alternative media because how are these kids getting radicalized? And uh, as you know, what they've said, the Department of Justice has stated many times over, our greatest threat domestically are the uh, the white nationalists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, this podcast will have, I always joke that you'll know this podcast succeeded when it sucks because I love Tim Dillon. I loved him when he was just ranting and screaming from like a shitty apartment in New York. Now he makes the most money on Patreon. I think he makes like two hundred fifty thousand a month. His content just sucks. I mean, good good for him. What? Yeah, two hundred and fifty a month. Yeah, and maybe it's on Patreon. He's he's number one. He's literally number one. Oh my god. Yeah, but but his news is he's just not funny anymore. And like, but I I'm kind of happy because it means he made it. It means he made it. He got sober. You know, I respect that. You know, cool. Whatever. I like his old shit. I liked him more when he was still pining for cocaine. I always joked that you'll know this podcast succeeds when the content sucks because I've I've made money, but I'm now starting to think that you'll also know this podcast has made it when I when my podcast starts getting mentioned in these false flag manifestos. Right. <laughs> That's right. when you know I'll made it. When it's like, you know, I just, you know, I'm fucking 
I shot up this place. I hit 18 people, all pregnant Mexican women. And you thank know what? Thank you, Tommy. I just want to thank, you know, and then it'll be all like misspelled and sporadic. And then it will like perfectly have the URL to this episode. I just want to thank Reese Tomlin and Tommy Kerrigan. Reese is the director of uh, An Infinite Dream. I, they gave me the, they gave me the, the, the courage to think for myself. And I'm, that's when I know we'll have made it. Now, granted, we'll be publicly hung, if not literally hung. But you'll know we've made it right. when when they drop this URL in a manifesto on 4chan. When they come knock, just like old Bobby Fisher said, I have nothing to say to you. Yeah. Have, no, 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 we just want a few. I have nothing to say to you. Whatever you say, they will use against you. It's true. They're wicked fuckers, man. If we're if they really want you, like we said before, they'll just they'll get conjure you. up a deep fake video. Not even <laughs> that. Dude. They'll, they'll, they'll just hastings you. Your car will go right into a fucking tree. And it's but there's a liberation. Did we talk about Hastings last time? Yeah, no, no, but we can. Yeah. I mean, what? He was writing a paper. He was writing an article on. Well, I was just wondering. Crystal or Petraea. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else about that recently. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah. They just, what? His car hit like 200 hits. His car just broke the sound barrier or something. Did you see. Did you see the security cam from the store nearby that showed him flying yeah, through the red light? Yeah, and the fucking and his brake lights were on. His brake yeah. lights were on. Yeah, yeah, don't mention all the emails he was sending out to his family saying, I think I'm being followed. Yeah, and then, you know, the engine was physically removed from the car, which, what a coincidence, was the first time ever. It's always got to happen. There's always got to be a first time. It evaporated like, like the plane in Shanksville. Yeah, just first time ever. Now, granted, a steel structure building's never been taken down by a fire. I'm not above saying it could happen, but the first time ever was 9/11. That's hmm. That's well, a, that's three qu- times. Three oh, times. oh yeah. That's yeah. a quink. That's a quinky dink. Is yeah. They'll drop Hastings. Do you think? I gotta pee again. I was gonna say. Do you think? Uh, I at least break the seal and then I have to pee multiple times. How come they haven't waxed Snowden? Is he is he a limited hangout? Yes. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> monologue on that. Take it away, Reese. Uh, okay. Um, Edward Snowden was not the first whistleblower with the NSA. Um, there were many, well, at least three that I can think of, but I can't name them. Apology, apologies. Um, but I, if if push comes to shove, I can go and dig them up. There were other former NSA employees. Um, who did blow the whistle on the NSA is like, you wouldn't believe what they're doing or what they're capable of now. Of course, uh, the signs, the hallmark of a limited hangout is somebody who's affiliated particularly and uniquely with the CIA. Edward Snowden was a CIA asset previously to his work at the NSA under contract provision. Um, He doesn't really say anything. I guess that's the point that we don't already know. Uh, overall, the objective of a limited hangout is to control the information because it's going to get out regardless, as well as a bit of a bluff. Watch what you say because we're watching you all the time. Now, of course, they can do a dragnet on that many people and you know have an AI computer pick up hot words that, that recur with rhetoric from, let's say, domestic terrorists and everything like that. But um, it's also a scare tactic. Uh, you can't actively spy on 350 million people at one time it's just not possible uh but snowden would like you to think that they are and um he doesn't he's like julian assange he doesn't actually reveal anything that was unheard of before you know with assange it was war crimes oh whoop-de-doo uh covering up war crimes that's that's a fucking shock 
Snowden, well, we're getting spied on. Yeah, it's no longer a conspiracy theory, but he goes and hangs out with Putin and Russia. Um, and as far as I know, he is like Assange. Assange has openly poo-pooed 9-11 conspiracies, called it stupid and takes away from real conspiracies. Snowden, just long story short, I would say absolutely is a limited hangout. And if he was a real threat, uh, he would be neutralized. He would be neutralized. If Russia wants to hammer the United States, they can just reveal the truth about 9-11 they don't need to give safe haven to Edward Snowden. I think that amongst other things, the limited hangout of Snowden. And I love that you use that term. People used to say, they would ask me like, I never heard that before. Did you make it up? It sounds like yours. I'm like, no, no, that's actually a thing. Limited it's hangout. It's up, there with, it's up there with red cell. You got, you got to learn the verbiage. You're, yes. We're creating yes. our own occult hierarchy. You, as you yeah. move farther up in the ranks, we'll give you the this is, false flag this is, is the entrance level vocab. We'll get you up there. Amateur shit. Yeah. This is, yeah. We're, I mean, even look at Tommy. He taught me one tonight. I mean, we can go back and forth. I don't mean to come off as esoteric. I think while you were gone, I did explain what a limited hangout meant. Okay. But it's basically you, you're you revealing something to control the information because it's going to be revealed regardless. So yeah. you might as well get ahead of it. And you um, can also kind of use it as a plug against other shit you didn't want coming out. You can keep the exactly. other 90% behind, under, the, under the surface of the iceberg and go, all right, listen, this is what it is. And people stop. They go, I got it. I got the nugget of truth. And then they don't look behind the curtain. It's. I would like to see the full scope of the church committee and their hearing on Operation Mockingbird. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And, and that was released to the public and it was on TV and shit um, as a limited hangout. Yeah. But I know that they only released five to 10% of what they actually learned through those hearings. Well, and they just destroyed most of the MK Ultra shit. And everyone just went, yeah. And it's like, right. but to, to Snowden, a great book, uh, Poisoner in Chief, about uh, by um, Kinzer, Stephen Kinzer, Andrew Kin Kinzer, his last name, K-I-N-Z-E-R, about the history of MKUltra, and uh, I think it's from Sidney Gottlieb, and uh, last Ooh. name, same thing as, uh, same uh, same as the, the former CEO of, uh, was it Moderna, <laughs> who jumped over to the FDA mid-pandemic, Gottlieb, I'm sure there's no connection there, but yeah, the original MK Ultra mind control coming from Operation Paperclip is spelled with a K. Back in Vietnam, we were putting like electrodes into these prisoners' heads and literally seeing if we could get them to like fight each other, like like remote mm. control robot in the sixties. Didn't work, so we shot them both in the head and threw them out of a plane. But like to shift to Snowden real quick, I know that's a, a bit of an odd segue. I feel like you, maybe you need it somebody's well, listening my, like, mind fuckery mind fuckery is always on point yeah. it's always yeah but i always think about snowden and like like so we have to again it's like whether something's organic let's say like 9-11 actually just was what it was right let's say we can't say that because there's molten but let's just say we didn't have that that splinter in the head and it was actually just 19 guys and as uh sam hyde said you know you know it's a bad example but talk about motivational speaking you had 19 guys who barely spoke a lick of English, just put their mind to a goal. Anything can happen. It's terrible. Yeah. I made that joke in front of two of my friends who are uh, former Air Force guys, and they kind of laughed, and I was like, tough crowd, tough crowd. But 
with Snowden, you got to go, what is the result? So let's say 9-11 actually just was what it was. What's the result? We still go topple two countries where all the oil is. And and you also have to just look at it geopolitically. We have now shifted the Overton window of acceptance for where the U.S. military is. We're always around ports and stuff, but we're also very close to Russia and China. Now, that would have to that you'd have to accept the model that we're a nationalism and not an international syndicate. But we also physically physically moved 500,000 troops and a couple million tons of war fighting machinery very physically close to China and Russia as compared to the continental United States. So whether 9-11 was us or it wasn't, the effect is pretty much the same, right? So with Snowden, we got to look at what is the effect. The effect is... It is now proven, right? It's no longer a conspiracy. Now the average person accepts that the NSA has God-tier technology, not just Echelon and Solar Wind or Stellar Wind or whatever the operation or the projects were, but also X key score, which means that even if you start to type something in and you don't follow through with it, well, I wanted to go look up a 9-11 documentary. I typed in an infinite dream, but I didn't hit enter. I backspaced it, and instead I went and looked at cats on Reddit like a retard. Well, X key score postulates that even your key strokes are stored. So what's the effect of that? The mm. effect was that we moved from a conspiracy to almost a it really, it's really no different than like a presidential news press conference, but instead we just said it was Ed Snowden. And then we had, you know, Clapper come out and be like, yeah, it was all true. But what we've really done is told the public that the NSA has God-tier omniscience and they watch everything you do. There's an effect of how you operate day-to-day from covering up your webcam to maybe not saying something. Self-censorship is the end goal. That is the why you don't want us to... We want to train the people. We want to, like Gregor Mendel and like his pea plants, we want to hereditarily weed out the people who even think on their own that's the effect of the snowden revelations so why wouldn't that be that is that any different than bankrupting the soviets with the moon landing i uh i i did make that point it was there's an aspect of bluff uh to the whole snowden operation no doubt it may even be a play on words with him who knows if he's a little orphan boy snowden um I would like people to sort of fuck with their algorithm, their their models, the NSA's models by going onto Google and just with the keystroke thing, just fuck with it a little bit, you know, entertain me, just search, just type in without searching how to build a pipe bomb trigger okay. and then delete it. And so they, they have something to do all night and they have like 200 people that look up the same, they're like, oh, we got trouble. Yeah. Just to, just to cause some issues. Yeah. When I was 16, I remember me and my friends, we worked at my dad, not my dad, my best friend's dad had like a door warehouse. We would sit there with like our little Nokia flip phones and we would just call each other, sitting next to each other, and just start riddling off names. We'd just start reading off members of Congress, uranium, plutonium, <laughs> Washington, D.C., Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And now I wonder if that actually has had an effect on my podcast 15 years later. <laughs> but like we would just do well, that. Well, if the next topic of conversation was you rattling off models of a Remington firearm, then probably. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But then, so 
so we've kind of I do like, think like I said to to blo- to to monitor actively 350 million people is an impossible ask but you can dragnet it and make it pop at certain keywords so if I say throughout a conversation with somebody Biden bastard kill Trump uh bomb then you're gonna get hits yeah you're gonna get strung together um so you know it is kind of like parameters you i've always tried to i always try to imagine like what would it be like let's say we we were i'm gonna get a visit for that one yeah if (laughs) if they have legal purposes that was an example that's not (laughs) Tommy's podcast does not endorse that um but like i've always wondered like how would you if you didn't have the god tier power right and you just had to what you would do is you would make an example of certain people if you knew kind of behind the curtain it's you and me we're in the illuminati and we're like we both know that a lot of this is based on perception and shadows and mirrors and smoke what really all you'd have to do is make an example of the few uh the few violators and so with that you can kind of leave it so let's say Anyone that does this, that, or the other thing gets visited by the FBI. Who else is going to really want to call the bluff? Who else is going to want to go? So, like, I would imagine that they probably don't have enough to surveil all of us and take everyone down. But if 10 people come out and say X, Y, and Z, and they get no-knocked by the FBI, FBI, their dog gets shot, and they end up hanging themselves or in jail, do I really want to be the one to go? They don't have enough for all of us. It's like, all right, you go. You try ahead. That is an effective, you know, you you want to control, what did the Chinese say? If you want to control like a, you want to control a hundred chickens, chop off one of their heads, they'll all start listening real quick. You kind of don't need enough to control all 350 million. You just kind of make an example of a couple. Who wants to be the one that calls the bluff and goes, I bet they don't have enough for us. Go for it. Do you want to be the right. one to go? They can't, it's like a, that 2019 thing like uh we're gonna raid area 51 they don't have enough to stop yeah. there are those memes of like the u.s government wouldn't mow down ten thousand of its own people i mean you just had like the memes of soldiers being like i don't know yeah they will they'll f- it will mm-hmm. fucking mow you down in that sense i mean that's what the snowden revelations the effect would have look what they did to one guy and they're going to such extents to prosecute this guy it means he had to have been telling the truth Right. right. If it wasn't true, they would have said it's all false. But look, he had to leave his cushion, cushiony six figure job in Hawaii. And now he has to go live in an embassy in Moscow. It must mean that he really did reveal something true. And so everyone. Yeah. The, the other aspect, too, I don't trust him is I. Uh, uh, to quote Carrie Mullis, don't get me wrong. I like people. um, But I, I do like human beings, but. Whenever I hear a story of valor and somebody's giving up a lot for very little and instant scrutiny and and relentless, you know, uh, difficulty in life, for example, what Snowden went through, um, I don't uh, my my alarm bells immediately go off because it's so incredibly rare to have somebody that is so principled and goes through a whole life one way and then decides I'm going to toss it all out because I've had a revelation. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I, it's incredibly rare to tick mark against him, you know. To devil's advocate, you 
I guess you'd have to use that argument against me or you. Like, what are we getting out of it? What am I getting out of these interviews with Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough? I'm getting banned. I'm getting raped of on a thousand twenty eight episodes in and it's still completely financially unviable. I know that I'm doing what I think is the right thing. Right. It can um, it can happen. I guess you 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 just need to be skeptical of it. Well it's probably more true in your case um because you had a trajectory that directly conflicts with what you're doing now i really I also, didn't i also didn't have millions of dollars that i threw away it's easy that, to throw well away. easy true. to throw away nothing <laughs> so yeah yeah i guess that would be a that would well there is kind of importance that though right there there is an importance in it and it's uh back to you and like the psychiatrist or something is <clears throat> When he's having the revelations and the gears are turning and you're seeing he doesn't like what the revelations are. Or it's, you know, when people watch this podcast and they don't like the revelations they have. But then they go one step further and they realize that these revelations don't directly result in you buying merch for my podcast. I get nothing out of this. There is a pursuit of truth, right? That it is it directly inhibits one's ability to pursue it because there's nothing in it other than just doing the right thing and being able to go to bed and sleep with yourself at night and die peacefully. But whenever the revelation is something that the person telling you the revelation, they don't gain anything from there's something, you know, if, if we're, if we're having a conversation and the revelation about building seven somehow directly results in you not voting for the person you were going to vote for, you would then have to imagine maybe we are operatives for the other candidate. But when the revelation is just, yeah, man, it sucks, but it's the truth. And you can move forward with that now and navigate reality more accurately. There's truth in there. So what's beautiful is, is if Snowden's actually, if he truthfully is who he says he is, right? And we're both saying he's not, but let's just say he mm -hmm. is. The beautiful thing about the truth is it doesn't matter what we think of them. The truth will just be the thing that's examined. Right. It will be the thing that's reached. So you can be skeptical of him. You can be skeptical of me. You can be skeptical of you. You can say Reese is being paid off by these people. Tommy's being yeah. paid off by NASA. If the end result is you reaching a truth, then it doesn't matter whether or not someone believes us or not. Cause we're just, that's the beauty. That's almost like the divine nature of the truth is it's just, you said the Copernican revolution. I mean, eventually it just comes out. No one, ben maybe someone does benefit. Maybe they don't. The truth is the truth is the truth is the truth. And yeah, I it, agree that generally the truth does come out because you've, you've referenced the butterfly effect a few times while we've been talking. And it's like, when you look back and it's like, how did we, how did we arrive at our current setting? And it's like, what are the chain of events? Eventually people will figure it out. It's just like a matter of, is it figured out in a, a timely manner to where it actually impacts and changes the course, the intended goal? I mean, if 50 years people figure out 9-11 was something else, who cares if America doesn't even fucking exist? If America doesn't exist, who cares? There's nobody to hit back at. There, there's no institution I, to hit back at or person. I would say that there's still a value in that. And one, you kind of see, again, the the very noble goal of the truth is that oftentimes it doesn't, it isn't revealed in your lifetime. 
So there is a selfless nature to it, right? You don't, it is very rare you get vindicated and I told you so. Very rare. Um, But if your goal really is the truth, then you won't care about that. You will be humbled and you'll approach that. So then it could be, let's say America falls and what does it even matter? I, I would say it does matter. Because eventually someone with enough brain cells will understand that history repeats itself, that human collusion and conspiracies exist, whether it's stabbing Caesar or knocking down Building 7, you will start to do what? Pattern recognition. And you will go, hey, I know America doesn't exist anymore. Now the, you know, the union of Chinese and Indonesian countries is the whatever the fuck. You will still eventually through enough examination, understand that America did exist at one time. It existed of a power structure that controlled the media and who wanted to directly subvert the will of the people. You will then have to acknowledge 9-11, the Lusitania, JFK, and move forward from there. So like, you know, we can cite Galileo or Copernicus or Bruno or any of the other guys burned at the stake. There's 200 years before America existed. Well, we can still cite them as factual uh, examples of pursuing the truth in the face of the the church didn't want it because it you know it erodes their power. We're talking about people back when the big technology was boats with sails. Yet it is right. still applicable in an age where we're doing a podcast live streaming at the speed of light. So I I would say that there there is a there is a no. There's no one to push back. You and I can't go and find the guys that burned the astronomer at their stake. They, they're fifteen generate thirty generations ago. No, it does. People will will observe it, and there'll be people like us. Um, although that may be on a pressure cooker as well, because or excuse me, on a uh, uh, there there may be some time constraint on that, depending on what the standard of human being is in the future. Yeah. If this vaccine is what I think it is, there are many things going on. We might have an epidemic of autism straight yeah. up. You it, might except for yeah. literally start changing the yeah, the the what it means position to be human. of human. And not only that, yeah. you know, we're shifting more and more and more into you know, what what happens when the history is not written in a textbook but it's online. Right. 9/11 didn't happen. Yeah just gone remove it copernicus never existed there will always be a record for the powerful i think they'll have um, their own library of alexandria i was about to say that i think <laughs> when that shit burned down a lot of people i do think it was arson and i think some powerful think collective like esoteric snuck out somewhere. yeah they snuck out the most important publishings probably um but uh Maybe even the keys to infinite energy pre-Tesla. Who knows? Who knows what goes on with them? Um, I did want to ask you, what do you think of um, this this goofball? It's kind of doing what you're doing, uh, Lex Friedman. So I, to, again, to quote Tim, Dill, I guess I, I can go an entire podcast talking about conspiracies and pattern recognition and thinking independently, but then like an NPC, I just quote Tim Dillon. So maybe I am subject to the fucking the deep state machinations but uh yeah. he goes well, you know whenever so i see someone in a uniform it just immediately throws me because i'm like now there's a shtick but i first kind of discovered him i want to say in like 2016 and i always thought the uniform was weird 
but I guess I maybe kind of understood it. I have like an unchanging background. It's a flag and maybe this is my kind of two cents on, on, on him and really anyone else on YouTube is you can't, I interviewed Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone, both multiple times, multiple months before they ever went on Rogan. So if I can do it from a, this is when I lived in Maryland, but if I can do it from a MacBook in a one bedroom apartment in Bumblefuck, Maryland, then anyone can get in touch with them. I've interviewed Mike Durant, the Black Hawk Down pilot. Rogan's never had him on. It's not a conspiracy, but I'm just saying like, you, no one can argue that it's not because you could, right? To date, no big YouTuber other than Rogan, who then left YouTube, has had on Dr. McCullough or Dr. Malone. You know, not, let alone election fraud, let alone 9-11 conspiracies, but just the ongoing current thing of COVID. These people that hide behind the important Tim Pool, free speech is under attack. But if you start to mention something on his show, he'll 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 say shut up. Yes. He'll clip it out. And people go, and well, his scumbag co co-host uh, yeah. Luke Radowski was a literal a mentee of Alex Jones's. So so this is kind of my two cents. And it maybe and who knows? And you know, I'm still human. This might be a manifestation of uh, they're making money and I'm not. I'm sure that's part of it. And I'm just angry. I'm not a, I'm not above admitting that. But I do hate the idea of they, aside from the whole clickbait thumbnails and all capital letters and their titles, makes me want to blow my brains out and strangle a puppy. It's also yeah. just the idea of they hide behind the idea of an attack on free speech. And some people say, well, no, they're actually red pilling because what they do is they they main, they stay in the boundaries of YouTube and then they post the real stuff on Rumble. Maybe. But if you really wanted to have an effect, what you would do is you would take your well-known channel and then get banned and people would go, why did that happen? Right. So this this goes for this goes for Lex Friedman, who I don't know. Maybe he's a good I don't fucking know. But Tim Poole, I can't stand the again the uniform, the beanie. But Steven Crowder, whatever you think of any of these people, the fact that they won't address the problem, they'll point at the at the the left, which is a construction, and say they censor everything. But then they won't interview these people who I can directly say is horseshit because I interviewed them. Mm. I interviewed them when I had 100 subscribers on Rumble. I got banned right. from YouTube for them. If I can reach out and touch these people who have testified before Senate are Joe Rogan's first and second most downloaded episodes of all time. Only today was Dr. Malone reinstated on Twitter. If I can touch these people for something as apolitical as 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 COVID, not 9-11, not JFK, not a, whatever the fuck, but just a collusion of big pharma with big tech and the government. But not only that, you won't interview them, but you will host very somber discussions about the importance of free speech. And my ancestors were were in the concentration camps or my great grandparents <laughs> fought on D-Day. I'm sure <sighs> those are true. Hey, I'm not going to take that. I sure. But you won't even fucking interview these people. You won't even give them the time of day. You won't even interview them and say, hey, exclusively on Rumble. To me, I have no respect for that. I just, he's the I just, new, yeah, he's he's the epitome of the new wave of, of horse shit. I, I just because I can't respect. I can't he, respect he culture jams um, 
people that we're talking about or ourselves because i watched one friedman okay he uh he gets on there and he goes yeah i mean you know some people think i'm an fbi agent i don't think he's fbi i think he's another jew in the media that's commissioned to do this and he he goes he talks about limited hangouts in media him and rogan talked about do you think that you're around cia agents yeah i think rogan is a cia asset i don't think he's an agent but, you know, the most popular podcaster in the world. Oh, oh, you better believe you better believe yes. he's compromised. Um, they come off so uh, genuine and so honest, so transparent. Meanwhile, they're anything but. Yeah. But it's like you take their con- their talking points compared to my talking points. They're no longer vastly different. They've culture jammed the truth. And it's it's fucking rotten. Alex Jones used to do it before he just became a right wing nobody. Um, now these alternative medias, they're like the outer shell of the mainstream. They're not independent. They, yeah, no, they've been they've been absorbed into the amoeba. They've been yes, they've been the tentacles are around them now, and they have become outposts of the empire, and in, and in some ways even worse than the empire, because now you're betraying, right? The empire, you you know that they're demons from hell. But it's another thing to just act as something else and yes. betray it. And I mean, that's exactly why I have such a massive distaste for the limited hangouts, the the subversive controlled ops. Um, not for nothing, Friedman always purveys. It seems like he is uh, a neutral, uh, centrist, stand your ground type of guy. I think his credentials are overblown as a computer scientist. People should look into what computer science is. It's basically philosophy of computers. It's a nothing, it's a nothing degree. Um, he teaches it at, uh, what is it? MIT. MIT. Yeah. He's this big old, you know, smart guy. He's really not, um, you know, they, they come off. So what, what was I saying there? I don't, I don't even know, but yeah, point is, he, yeah, he's not a centrist. Because people will come up and they'll bring up points that are actually middle of the road and he'll try and draw it left. I mean, that's that kind of shows sort of the left right paradigm, how it's actually shifted towards the left in this country now, where a centrist is actually just a lefty, a junior lefty. Um, He does it. He's he's admonished people, you know, destiny, that debater. He uh, he admonished him for for using certain rhetoric and says it it can you know, create a dangerous environment for people. I'm like, so why are you LARPing like you're pro free speech? What's the deal here? That's I my, know what you're up to. That's my thing, man. Is like, I don't, it's, it's just. He wants maybe to lecture people. He wants to use his position to lecture them and try and get them to, to learn from their ways. Bad, bad goy, bring it back. You shouldn't be but, doing that. But this is my favorite line for both of them. Him and Rogan are. But don't you think, you know, is it, have you said that it's like they make a good point or they, they go off on something else. But don't you think that really means fuck you get back on script here? You know, I guess the way I look at it. I look at it like. I look at it like post death. Like when it's all over. And you truly can't take any of it with you. And if the, is there another experience after this? Is there not? Is there not? I, I have no idea. Nobody can know. But like, and this might just be my own idealism, which will ultimately 
forever uh, pigeonhole me as a backwater just screaming in a corner about Ed Snowden and you and I just jerking each other off to new terms like Red Cell. And Go shit. ahead. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> but like, it's like authenticity. And I know that's so like, oh my God. but I just, Bill Hicks, I mean, dead at 33, but just, just screaming about like the military industrial complex in like the early 90s and him through his own psychedelic experiences and like rediscovering God and just wanting to be authentic. Just, I think he's like screaming on some originally censored on, on like Letterman or something. And I think in his letter, when he found out he was dying at 33, he's, he's like, why God, why now I'm 33. I've been on the road for 10 years living in my parents' basement. And now I'm selling out all over the world. And he like very, doesn't dwell on it. He's like, I guess this was my ride. And he's like in love, laugh, I think he says, in love, laughter, and authenticity is where I will be and wherever there's love, laughter, and authenticity, my soul will reside. And he's like, love you all, Bill Hicks. And to me, I'm like, there's just a currency. Like, gold is more valuable than fiat. But I'm like, there's something even deeper than gold. And it's just being fucking real. And it's admitting when you're wrong, admitting that, hey, yeah, yeah, I voted for him too. I thought he was going to do the help and change thing. I thought Trump, it drop your ego. But just... Just be real. And when it's all over, and not just when America falls, I mean, when Homo sapiens are a distant bookmark or a footnote in the history of the universe, like, just be fucking real. And if you think something's wrong, speak up about it. Don't cower. Obviously, I mean, there are limitations to this podcast. If anyone calls for violence, I'm like, don't do that. Don't get me in trouble. But, like, other than that, dude, like, entertain ideas. Don't put your nose up at anything. No matter how people, crazy it is, just people be... in all walks of life need to start looking inward before yeah. don't be that fucking lame ass. I could bring, you know, the average person that I even hang out with today to a party with 10 of my really good friends. So they'd be the most boring motherfucker, nothing funny to say, nothing intelligent to say. Just look around waiting for other people to talk so they know what they should be doing. Just look inward. What do you want? You know, I think, uh, People should really start doing that. And then from there, you can get involved with others and, and sort of put up a flag and see who fucks with your ideas and who doesn't. But um, with that being said, Tommy, thank you very much. Fuck Second yeah. interview. Dude, we've we been went on for, for quite a three, while. Jesus huh? Christ in heaven. I didn't even realize that. It's almost been three hours. Well, that means it was good. That I really have to work solid. now. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Of course, of course. As I told great. you, yeah, we'll just wrap it up. Dude, I'd love to have you on again. And um. How how's your show doing though? Like where where are your most views? Is it Rumble or Rumble? I Rumble. I, right now we're sitting at. Let's check it out real quick. Right now we're you post sitting, a lot, man. I know I, I have to twelve thousand eight hundred and sixty subscribers on Rumble and on Spotify. We are looking at. Give me one second. Click 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 click. Gotta text my CIA handler and ask him what my numbers are. Is, yeah. Uh, 2,884 subscribers on Spotify. And then I think BitChute, Odyssey, Brighty on Cloud, I think all those amassed to maybe like a thousand total. Um, Brighty on, I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I've had him on before, Mike Adams. So doesn't it fucking suck? Because I didn't post nearly as often as you, but once you start getting out there and you complete something and then you're like, 
got to do titles for all the fucking platforms or do you have something similar uh, as opposed to all of them well no i got a title so i just well i have i have a i have an imax so there's just the notes app and so what i do is i'll pull it up right now tpc number whatever it is and then I, it's the name of the guest and then in parentheses it's uh the topic and then i'll say in the in the but you have to upload the file to every yeah so but it's, yeah. it's, it's it but then even the description it's pretty mechanized the hardest thing is when you have a new guest and like like last time i was like yo send me your send me your your website this episode is with reese tomlin he made an infinite dream and all these years there's all their shit here's his website below that support the patreon support the whatever and that's just copy and paste so once you do that really all you gotta do is change mm. the so like right now what i'll do is i'll copy and paste our last episode and I will change the number, right? What this episode is, I'll change the topic, and then, but all the links in it are the same. You got to pull it up, but even then, you just—it's so muscle memory now. Bit shoot, Aussie Rumble, Spotify. You just copy and paste thumbnail, put them all right. on. Takes, yeah, you're probably it. used to it. It takes um, a minute, but it's whatever. I uh, if you if you check out uh, dreameskimo.com, if you watch Lockfire, oh there yeah, there is um, an original interview. Whatever you think about it out there with a guy who uh, swears up and down that he was George Floyd's lawyer before uh, 2020 and said shit. he died in 2016. Oh, shit. So if you guys want to check that out. I'll go down there. I have a whole fuck do I care. Little plug. Um, and uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm down to do it again. Hopefully Dude, we're I'd a love little to. less busy. Um, I think you're doing good things. And, uh, I appreciate it, man. Be sure to watch yeah, it dude, in the future. It's... Yeah, man. I mean, I think you've seen is what other people say. I'm open to every idea. I don't, again, so long as someone's not saying go bomb this address, really right. the limitations are just so long as I'm not physically in jail. Yeah. Everything's, everything's on top. I just, when I die, I just want to look back and go, I was fucking real. That's all I want. Even if no one else believes I was real, I just want to look at it and go, yeah, I, I tried my fucking hardest and I never said, but don't you think? If I say that, man, terrible. Like, if I, if I, if I ever say that, just come here and fucking kill me. Just, <laughs> just kill me, man. I don't, because that's already death. Just be real, for the love of fucking god, be real. Fast forward in two years, I'm sponsored by TikTok and McDonald's, and I'm like, yeah. 11 those whack jobs. And you're right, like, fuck right. Tom, he sold his fuck. It's me, arm in arm with Kissinger. He's 103. And you're like, that motherfucker. You'll fuck. have to gently walk back what you said before. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, I was controlled by Reese Tom. I was controlled by free speech. I was radicalized. I was right around the time. You notice how Reese came on right after Elon bought Twitter? I was a victim. I was a victim of free speech. Boom. Me and Kissinger. Boom. Kissinger sitting there. He's like, he's a like, good boy. Good boy. Just petting my hair. His claws. But. Enough of uh, fantasizing about Kissinger touching my head. Reese, thank you so much, my man. All right. I'll text thank you, you Tommy. Yeah, it'll be up in a bit. I'll text you. I'll link all your stuff. Let's, um, um, what's the name of it? Lock, lock, lock heart. Lock fire. Lock fire. God damn it. I knew it wasn't heart, but I had to guess. Um, let's do an episode on that, man. For sure. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks man. so much, brother. Thanks for coming Take on care. here. God bless everybody. It's